0: You're listening to The Virus. The Ron and Fez Show starts
1: now.
2: It's the Ron and face show. Twin birthdays today. Uh, Brian May, oh, I know Jim ben, Norton. I don't know. Oh, Both begin? members of a little band we called know. Queen. Mm-hmm. Wait. And for those of you, Brian you- May was definitely in Queen. I fucking saw them before. I know he was there. <laughs> um... And Norton when he works on stage only works with the top half of the mic much That's true like Freddie you know you won't see a comedian who wants that only own special mic that way well, now I stand correct at the black guy from police academy always had to have a special mic when he played my club really I need a special mic oh come on so all this shit sounds like it does in the movies not like it would really sound um 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ It is the Ron and Fez show. We no longer do this.
0: It-ti-a-i-a.
2: Because the Asians have broken our hearts and will take at least uh, four years for us to get over that. We will need a new word for Ichiban.
3: Yeah, I don't even like hearing it anymore.
2: Ichiban. Oh, uh, no. Are you still mad. You're still of course, mad. Of course. USA, number one. Number two in this case, my friend, we're number two, and uh, we should start and teach our school children we're the second best country in the world. Never, no cake this year. <laughs> Remember how? Uh, oh, a giant, yeah. Yeah,
3: but, uh, it'll be great. I believe there was a uh, a small cake from yeah, Betty Jerry's. It
2: used to be the size of the fucking yeah. room. They're like, dudes, we get so much left. <laughs> Have over some cake. All right, sure, thanks. Uh, I need air. It's uh, it's a fucking hot house in here, uh, but it's because it's so hot outside. Oh God! The unbearable heat. Now, X, would you rather? Because uh, going home last night, I almost did a ewing and came back into this building <laughs> and fucking slept in the lobby, walking into a fucking brick wall as soon as you leave the space. It is. It was like, all right. It was like somebody had taken cheesecloth and and kind of oh. wallpapered my lungs with it. Jesus. Um, but would you take unbearable heat or unbearable cold? Give me the cold. I don't want to be sweating
3: my balls out here. I just to want Justin. to remind you something. Yeah, yeah. It's unbearable oh. cold. That's the problem. Oh, I'd rather be unbearable and f- at least I get numb. With the heat, you feel every fucking second of it.
2: Where do you think you're more likely to drop dead in heat, though? Not yeah. drop dead in cold. Yeah. Cold, you will slip into a coma like a drunk and fall asleep <laughs> yeah, and die. Yeah, exactly. Go and have a nice sleep and never wake up again. You'll be one of those drunks that's just laying in the snow. Never <laughs> hear that <laughs> Oh, yeah. Story? happened to my body. Ugh. That's when you really say, get me, get yeah. me straight to rehab. <laughs> Don't even take me home. Bob Evan Williams will do that to you. I uh, I had that happen to a... An Older relative. And we're just like, what more can we do here? You know, snow, you can't be comfortable. Well, the numbness, I think. Also. Yeah, yeah, you're Plus, comfortably numb. Pink Floyd put it best. There you go. Uh, Ryan and Fez, the Murdoch family is pulling out there. I wish Fez was able to pull it together and take the stick today because he's closer and closer to feeling right and true... And strong about this. Murdoch is in more trouble than I thought he was going to be. I still don't believe the old man's going to jail. I would be shocked. Now, last night, another fucking idol of Fez's, Pierce Morgan. Fez said that he was going to light America on fire with his in-your-face British wit. uh, Came out defending Murdoch. Because he used to run for him, some of yeah. those
3: things. <laughs> he ran all those fucking shitty tabloids.
2: Yeah. So he's like, uh, there's no way that Murdoch... Knew, which I don't think that he did say, I want you guys to start tapping no, phones. of course not. But on the other hand, they're going, look, if you're looking at the headlines and saying, hey, where how did Where's we this find this from? out? Yeah. It's your responsibility to find out. I still don't think that's jailable, though. I really don't.
3: He has had to go out saying, I do not accept ultimate responsibility for phone hacking. So he's making these crazy fucking statements. <laughs>
2: Me neither. I agree. I'm going to put, put, like, and Bennington agrees. I know I also oh. have nothing to do with phone hacking. All right. I don't know how you uh, hack in the phones
3: to begin with. Uh, I think they what they would do is they'd get the person's phone number, mm-hmm. call them call up Verizon or whatever it is, and say, Yeah, I lost the, my number to my fucking voicemail inbox. And then they Verizon would just reset the password to like some generic thing and then they'd get in that way.
2: That's the fucking least cool thing I've ever heard in my life. It's <laughs> called customer just service. So stupid. Um thanks Verizon. Thanks. 866 <laughs> Run Zero Fez, give us a call today. 866 866- Run Zero Fez. Here's uh, Brendan. Brendan, you're on the Run a Fez show.
4: Morning, gentlemen. Just wanted to give you some advice of uh, northerners moved down south. Just give into the heat. Everybody sweats. It's a lot easier if you just let yourself sweat it out.
2: So don't even act like you're hot.
4: Well, no. Just that's what I mean. Act like you're hot. Let yourself sweat because everybody around you is sweating too and then you're like worrying that you're sweaty and the guy next to you is like, why is this guy so sweaty next to me? Just worry. let yourself sweat. Just let it be, man.
2: So you're saying sweat and be sweated on. Just share the sweat.
4: Oh, just I'm let sweaty. it Just let it happen.
2: Um. All right. This is an interesting thing. People of the earth, I want you to just sweat and be sweated upon. Don't fight the sweat. Don't. Sweat, the small sweat. And P.S. it's all small sweat. That's a poster i a fucking scene. Thanks. Thanks, dude.
3: It. Let's do it. Uh,
2: I know people brag about the dry heat of the desert. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not impressed. Uh, a microwave is dry heat and I don't want us to live in a fucking microwave. <laughs> well, you know,
3: people just don't... Everyone hates humidity. That's universal.
2: I know, but, but if you're it. going to a fucking spa... No. The... The fuckum, the steam yeah. feels a lot better than the dry heat. Yeah, I don't oh, yeah, know what without, that's without. called sauna. Yeah, yeah sauna. A yeah, sauna yeah. feels like shit to me. <laughs> it feels like you're sweating on the inside.
3: Yeah, it's a it's a weird fucking thing. Just fucking sitting in a room with a bunch of men sweating.
2: But cold. See, here's the problem. I think I would always choose whatever is the opposite of what I am right now. Like <laughs> I was walking down the street yesterday. It was so hot, and I was thinking. This is the same street that gets so cold that I sit around and say, I can't wait for summer. Here I am in summer. I'm going, I wish this was winter. Oh, I wish there was a fucking snow in my face. I hate this. Uh, you're at a certain fucking point where you really wish it was the exact opposite of what your life is. It's almost like single guys wishing they were married and married guys wishing they were single. They We should say to babies, welcome to planet Earth. You're never going to be satisfied. Mm-mm. Topsy-turvy. You might get 85 years. You might get fucking 20 years. Either way, it's going to be a giant disappointment. Yeah,
3: you're always going to want something you don't have. Get used to it. It's fucking over.
2: We, every fucking tombstone should come from the with the phrase, life let him down. Oh. And just get that out <laughs> of the way. You just did not expect it all to be so mediocre. Fuck. Uh, 866 run 0fez 866 run 0fez I believe every part of the United States of America is hot right now. Yeah, heat wave. That there's no we're having a heat wave, yeah. a tropical heat wave. Oh god. Now There is no relief if you happen to be an American. Mm-hmm. Mexico has moved its way up here. And then the Mexicans well, where are those fucking big ponchos for some reason, like in the movies? Yeah,
3: like wool and like fucking flannel.
2: It's terrible.
3: Oh, You'd think they
2: would have well. said, wait a minute. We need wife beaters. Yeah, really? Or like vests or something. Uh, here's Andy Phoenix, Sherman Fest.
4: Hey, guys, how's it going? It's Danny in Phoenix. Right. I uh, moved out to Arizona in 2004 from New Jersey, and people said, oh, it's terrible with the heat. Boy, if I gotten used to it, it's fantastic. Every day I look at the Weather Channel and see what you guys have going back there. And I always chuckle because I know this is my winter time and I'll be in the pool right after work. And when you guys are shoveling, I am relaxing on the golf course and don't have to worry about it. I'll take this heat all day long because it's my
5: winter time.
2: Now, when you go from Jersey out there to Arizona, it normally means you ride it on your friends. <laughs> Some, some <laughs> shit went down. <laughs> Something bad happened, and you ended up in Arizona.
4: I can't say a thing.
2: Yeah, exactly. There you go. Uh, Thank you. It does help, I think, sometimes if you didn't grow up there. Like, the people who like Florida better <laughs> are the people from Chicago. Okay. And people from Chicago. And this isn't bad at all. You know how bad it is in Chicago? <laughs> people in Chicago love to tell you how fucking horrible chicago winters are oh come on is they that bad oh you know, it's awful oh, because right. <laughs> they've got that lake there okay so you get these crazy snows that come in way more than you get in new york straight from fucking canada you know like we're rochester on. gets the same shit yeah, all right and it comes across the lake and then the winds well they fucking call the place the windy city <laughs> huh. now here's the weird thing Every city has wind. Yep, they're called the windy city. I thought it was a nice wind, though. I didn't know it was bad winds. No, it's the. Oh. Defi- there's never any so- songs about the winter wind, <laughs> and how bad the, the fucking, how great a winter wind feels on you. Uh, here's John in Toronto. You're on Manifest.
4: Yeah. Hey, Ron. How's it going?
2: Good. Yeah, uh, we used
4: to have a saying. I work construction uh, for the past ten years. I'm truck driver now, but we used to say. Uh, it's always better in the wintertime Because you can always layer up when it's freezing cold But summertime, once you get down to nothing You're pretty much fucked, you know
2: Yeah, but do you really want to be Working outside in the freezing cold?
4: Well, you, you know You gotta make ends meet, but at least you can always Layer up and put on more shit As opposed to summertime when You know, once you get sweating and it's deep and hot sun You can get down to Pretty much just a tool belt, but that's about it Then you gotta, you gotta bear it out, right?
2: No, you're right about that. You can't, unless you've got air conditioning, you can't beat heat if you're outside. Oh, Not God. even with a nice cool Donna. No, fuck that. That's just pointless. Um, it's over. Here's the thing. In, in summertime, cities will explode. People will shoot their wives. Oh, yeah. Kids will beat their parents with hammers. The block gets hot, as they say. Yeah, and there will be riots. In wintertime, People kill themselves. Yeah. So when inside. you no one has ever killed themselves during the summer, ever, you kill others. That's murder is up in the summer, suicide is up in the winter.
3: Just how it's just how it is. You put everyone outside, they're fucking pissed off, hot, and drunk. They're gonna fucking start shooting each other
2: and stay in your house. You're cold, depressed, you're ugly. You're looking at another day of soup, eggs, mm-hmm. uh, here's the fucking thing. So I'm walking down the street yesterday. Oh, no. There's a guy in a diner window, and he's eating a big bowl of soup, oh. and it's fucking ninety some no, degrees. Man, you doing so that? I go, how can an animal do this? And I hear the statement, they say that will cool you off oh, better than a cool drink. Shit. I'm like, that's fucking, uh, the only people who said that would be a soup admin. <laughs> and hot weather, you're going to oh, need some hot soup. Yeah, I have a can of Campbell's. Um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, Alcute is now tweeting the fact that we've got Sandra Bernhard uh, coming. And Sandra Bernhard is going to be our very next unmasked, when's the date on that? That's August
3: 1st, Monday, August 1st, at 10 a.m. here in the SiriusXM studios.
2: She's a very stylish, uh, funny woman, and totally happy to have her come in and talk about her life, the life, the loves, the victories and the defeats Wonderful. of Sandra Bernhardt, who, by the way, does my all-time favorite version of Mighty Real. Oh, shit. She does it from this documentary. Um, I don't know the guy's name. Is like Isak something. Okay. I don't know what these fucking guys are. <laughs> if anyone knows, like tweet me where she does that Mighty Real song. Because it's fucking amazing. But anyway, get involved in that. Go to Unmasked Show uh, on the Twitter. Unmasked Show on the
3: Twitter. That's right. Request tickets for Sandra Bernhardt, Unmasked, August 1st at 10 a.m. here in the Sirius XM studios. Um,
2: mm, I don't know about that. Because Paul Prevenza, I guess, said some nice things because people... And thank you to everybody who tweeted to Paul Prevenza. Good work. Yesterday. He had some very nice things uh, to say. Um, here's our buddy Row in Long Island. Hey, Ro.
6: Hey, how you doing, guys? Listen, I was wondering yesterday. Billy Staples was really ragging on Pepper, and it
2: pissed me off. I hope that that was a bit. Well, the bit was, is this. The bit is this, Ro. Pepper let him do it. that's it i mean i was like a mama bear you should be just the opposite you should be proud of pepper he let a guy come in here who half his brain is dead and feel good for a moment but you
6: know what i did think to myself you know what you know? He had respect. I'm talking about Pepper. Yes, you, you were great. You had respect. You restrained yourself because I was ready to punch
2: somebody. Through the See, phone. that's what it's. It's <laughs> almost like if a baby comes in and starts trying to wrestle the man, and the man falls down, you don't start saying, "I can't believe you're taking shit off that baby." <laughs> Pepper did the sweetest thing in he the did. world, and the people who don't get it, I don't think I un- don't understand Pepper at all. Oh, no, no. You
6: know, this is a gentleman,
2: uh, Row. A gentleman.
6: He really man. is. Let me tell you something. I would adopt
2: you, Pepper, in a second. Why don't, why, instead of adopting, why don't you try to get them together with your cute daughter? Oh, Well, no. she's married. Yes, so's Pepper. So what? <laughs> I'm talking about an illicit affair on the side. No affairs. Well, I wrote, you know, she looks very young to be married.
6: Uh, no, She's actually older than you probably think.
2: She'd have to be, because I thought she was she's, barely above high school age.
6: She's in her early 30s.
2: I'm shocked. Oh, I'm very shocked. Yeah. Yeah.
6: Yeah. yeah. I, I was a child bride.
2: Yeah, I'm not believing any of the stories at all. I really think <laughs> this is some kind of suburban...
6: <laughs> well, well, listen. Yeah. Pepper, you would be my youngest son. My youngest son.
2: Oh, no, you that's nice. part of my
6: family. Thank
2: you, See? Ro. All right, were... Ro. We appreciate it, honey.
6: Listen, take it easy, guys.
2: All right, bye-bye. There's Ro. She's picking up her pet, but... Uh, you know, Pep's the best when he comes in. That it was very funny having him in here yesterday. And it was so sad because, you know, he doesn't work anymore. I know. Yeah. And he's, I uh, and hasn't for, oh, seven, eight years. I mean, he retired. Yeah, yeah. Or went on disability somewhat young. So to be in here and just have some time, he had a ball. Stan made that happen, for Stan, him. that's right. Um, <laughs> he latched onto that. <laughs> here's, uh, Let's go over to uh, Neil. Neil in Chicago. You're on the
4: How you doing? Uh-huh. Hey, uh, I got that accent going for you because yeah. in a windy city, it's all about how we talk.
2: It it's is. Not,
4: it's not that the politicians' windy city. It isn't because we've got breezes coming through there. You know, but- we're,
2: we're actually going to have some people on from the south side of Chicago talking about the danger going on there. And they've been losing, this is the, uh, called the Interrupters, and they're losing more people in the south side of Chicago than in, like, Baghdad or Jesus fucking Christ. Afghanistan during the war. It's pretty scary shit that goes on there.
4: Yeah, it's, it's pretty scary. It's light, uh, That's why you stay away from that area. But anyhow, yeah. uh, the, heat, the heat and the cold, uh, I'd probably go ahead and take the heat over the cold only because... Uh, I, I guess you could just sit on your your lazy bum and have a Chicago style hot dog and uh, enjoy a baseball game, and you can't do that in the winter.
2: Yeah, but then if you like summer, you're living in the worst possible place for it.
4: Well, people say that, but I don't think it's that bad. You got you got the lake right there; it's a nice breeze.
2: No, for the summer, yeah, great. But most of your life is winter if you live in <laughs> Chicago. No. Oh. Yeah. Well, I right, hold on. We got a question for you. Uh, a guy coming into Chicago, Richard. What are you looking for?
7: Hey, uh, Ronnie, I'm headed to Chicago tomorrow. Going to give me a Molly's cupcake and head to Second City, and I'm looking for a restaurant suggestion. Maybe a some French, maybe a wine bar. Maybe you or the caller can help me out.
2: Boy, do you know a, a good French place for him there, uh, Neil?
7: Uh, I try to stay away from the French cuisine. I don't
4: do that. I uh, I eat only hearty meals in the Midwest.
2: All right, I'm gonna put you oh, on for- hold, Richard. Uh, and let's yep. see if we can't find him something. Looking for a Chicago French restaurant. All right. There's a lot of fine restaurants in Chicago. They got a lot of room there. To mm-hmm. Open up and have a big kitchen. That's nice. Not like New York. No.
3: Got him closets all over the place.
2: Um. Eight six six Ron zero Fez. Eight six six Ron zero Fez. Here's Brian in Massachusetts. You're in Ron Fez.
7: Hey, how you doing today, Ron? Uh, I get this, I don't know if you heard, but um, there's this big phone hacking scandal going on over in the U.K. at the Newspaper News of the World. They were hacking into the voicemails of all the deceased crime victims and even 9-11 victims. So the guy who came forward as the whistleblower for all that mysteriously turns up dead today and the police say, oh, it's nothing. No big
2: deal. Yeah, they said he was a doper dopehead for a long, long yeah, time. John so maybe Ronnie. he took much too much dope for his dopehead. But yeah, it seems like it needs to really be checked out. No, show fuck yeah, because uh, I told you before, Murdoch ain't going down. Oh no, I don't care what Fed said. Um, all right, um, Richard, the the word I got is a place called Alina, Alina, A L I N E A. Uh, it's supposed to be terrific, but also a little bit on the expensive side. Alina, yeah, but you got money, right?
7: I'll be all right. Young yeah, man I'm with money to, uh, fucking balling out, something like that. Hey, Ronnie, I'm about to head to Egypt for a year, and I don't know if I'm going to be able to hear the show. So uh, uh,
2: there's ways, brother. There's ways. What are you going to do in Egypt? Fucking start um, riots?
7: <laughs> I'm with the uh, with the army. We're going to go uphold the 1979 Egypt Israeli peace accord. So.
2: No, I didn't spend all the money you got in that fucking place.
7: That's kind in of what I'm so. thinking. I'll just drop what I have and maybe try to earn it back. The long How long
2: time. you staying in Chicago? Uh,
7: a couple days.
2: Going to course. Cubs game?
7: No, I just want to grab a cupcake, man, and see uh, Second City. That's really our, our plan right now. You're there. just I'm a, a big
2: fan of the Second City, huh?
7: But I, I, is, it, is it worth it, or is it a tourist trap? Well,
2: I don't, you know, I haven't... It's going to depend on the cast, but, you know, they've been around for... 30 some years so if you, if that's your kind of comedy go ahead and do it at least you'll say you did it yeah that's kind of what I'm thinking. I mean when you're fucking sitting your worst day in, in Egypt you could be sitting there thinking about <laughs> eating cupcakes and watching Second City I used to have it made oh <laughs> uh, that's your baby you're leaving your baby behind
7: yeah uh, we're uh, picking up some supplies here at Walmart
2: mm.
7: and yeah she's gonna be a year older when I get back
2: so. oh man that's a rough one dude that's a rough one
7: I'm going, uh, I could be in much worse places, that's for sure. So, But, uh, yeah, man, it's been a, I, I love your show, so I really hope I can uh,
3: catch you while I'm over there.
2: Yeah, we'll try to figure out a way that you, we'll make sure you can hear. I know a lot of guys are able to listen overseas through, through their computers. Internets. Yeah. yeah. All right, talk I just, to you later, uh, bro. All right,
3: catch you later, bye. Bye.
2: Man, that's some sad shit. I mean, I know you don't like kids, but to say goodbye to your baby for a year? Yeah,
3: that's a rough one.
2: Ivan, I'll uh, put that down. He's going to get back there, and this young woman's going to say, so I understand you're my father. Well, nice to meet nice you. Nice to see you. Please allow me to show you some of the coloring I've done. <laughs> you're well-spoken. Yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, all right, somebody else just wrote that Alina's impossible to get to L&M on Lincoln Avenue. L&M on uh, Lincoln Avenue. Go there. Uh, Nate, DC. Hey,
4: what's up, Ronnie? Yeah. You definitely gotta take the cold, man, because there's nothing
8: better than warming up with a nice glass of scotch and cigar, watching my son Valley beat the crap
2: out of tight. Fuck no, you! It ain't, you ain't gonna know? happen this year! The fuck's your you problem? Know? It ain't gonna
1: happen
5: this year!
2: 400 yards from the ground, Ronnie! Chichester <laughs> <are> High School. <laughs> then when it's over, we're gonna cruise Beaver Valley. Now, uh, Blowhard just uh, wrote to me that the talks are going to be over by Friday. We will have football this year. I'm like, if it happens, it happens. You know, he wants to get the league started again. I can put that league together in days. I've proven that. Mm -hmm. The problem is this. I don't want to sit around and follow a fucking... A sports station and, and hear about talks. Constantly, non-stop. What's going on? It doesn't fucking interest
3: me. Oh, they signed one thing, but now it's something else's fucking kitchen thing. What fuck, that?
2: This would be like, uh, hey, there's talks going on right now. Springsteen's going to make a new album. Oh, sick. If right. he makes it, I'll give it a listen. But until then, I'm not going to sit around and worry about the talks. No. There's no point. I had to wait for Curb. I'll wait for this. By the way, no Curb Talk today. I haven't seen Sunday's show. I haven't seen it either. Strike Curb Talk from your vernacular. I don't want to hear about it. Don't bring it up to me. No Curb Talk. Did we find that uh, Mighty Real song by Sandra Bernhard yet? It's from the film Unzipped. Thank you. That's the film.
3: And it's on YouTube. Just, you know, you are Mighty Real. Some of us are looking. Some of
2: us are staying on it. Some of us mighty real big in her own zone today uh, but she is a very very funny lady I'm looking forward to uh, seeing her Steve you're on the Ron fish show hey
5: Ron how are you?
2: what can I do I got a moral conundrum for you. then you need this why isn't this it's way a, for oh no it's, it's a moral, moral conundrum, conundrum. What the hell happened there go ahead last
5: I found a bracelet in the office building where I work and brought it home gave it to my wife told her that I found it I didn't you know say I bought it or nothing well yesterday there's a sign up in the main lobby lost and you know, bracelet reward please call before I called the guy when we when I found it last week I went and found out how much it was because I didn't know if we should insure it. And to be honest with you, I didn't make much effort to find out if anyone had lost it because it looked expensive. Turns out it's worth $16,000. I called yesterday when I saw the sign because I kind of, you know, the good side, good angel on my shoulder told me I should do so. And when I spoke to the guy, he says, oh, thank you so much. I'm going to give you a reward even though it's only worth 4000 I'm going to give you a hundred bucks. Now, I'm thinking to myself, I know it's worth 16, and because he's lying to me, do I keep the bracelet, or do I do the right, uh, maybe what's considered the right thing, and return it?
2: Well, you're looking...
5: for a bigger reward.
2: You're looking for if it's okay... To take property that belongs to another person. And the whole thing doesn't come down to the fact that he lied to you or didn't lie to you. It doesn't belong to you. Yeah, but the fact that he's, he's telling me it's only worth... You're coming worth up from reads. That's like saying, is it okay to steal from people who aren't good people? You know what I mean? Like, oh, I saw an old lady being mean to a kid, so I took her fucking car. I mean, it doesn't make sense. You're either a thief or you're not a thief. The opening fucking things of this, that you find a bracelet, don't make any attempts and just give it to your wife, goes to show me that thief runs through your character. Now, the fact that this comes up, you're one of those thieves that are afraid of being caught, but now you would like to fucking get money for something that isn't yours. It's up to you, dude. I don't care how you live your life, but know who you are.
8: Oh, I'm asking. At- Absolutely, no, it's
5: the right thing to do is to return it, but, you know, that's why I made the call in the first place.
2: The right thing to do would be to fucking put the thing up as soon as you found it. (laughs) That would have been what a fucking person who didn't think that this is theirs. Not make a present to it of their wife. If there was a dog running around, a beautiful fucking show dog in your neighborhood, you don't grab it, then give it to your kids. Here, I got you a dog. And then to go later oh the dog belongs to somebody else you yeah. know the dog belongs to somebody else you know this wasn't um, your bracelet you actually said i gave it to my wife <laughs> as if it was yours to give get it fucking appraised well yeah, i had to get
5: it appraised yeah, i had, had going to insure to it but It just it's just the fact that you know i know it's the right thing to do but just the fact that the guy lied to me first of me, all there
2: are no fucking facts it's not yours he doesn't even have to talk to you it's your place to return it now, I'm not telling you not to be a fucking thief, but don't be a thief who thinks now somehow he's Robin Hood and he's coming up for fucking reasons why it's okay to be a thief. Just be a fucking thief. Hey,
5: don't don't break my heart. That's my, that's my childhood hero, Robin Hood.
2: I'm sure it would be. And I'm sure Al Capone plays a nice fucking role for you, too. But, yes, <laughs> you're a guy who wants to think that for some reason only people who should go, you know, only good people should be able to keep their stuff. And maybe he doesn't even know how much that fucking thing is worth. Yeah. Maybe he paid fucking 4000 for it 25 years ago. I don't know. The fact of the matter is it ain't yours, Steve. You don't even deserve a fucking dime for it. If the guy wants to slip you a C-note, that's on him. Yes, that's- You're acting like he should fucking come up with a $1,000 to you. Well, then that would be like he drops $1,000 out of his pocket. Either way, Stop being a fucking baby about it. Either keep it and know that you're a thief, not or call. fucking give it back. The calling Man, part. Yeah, now you're fucking nudging him a little bit, like maybe I'll <laughs> return it. <laughs> it's like ransom. You're a fucking lunatic. Uh, eight six six Ron zero Fez eight six six Ron zero Fez. Here's Shane in Chicago. You're on Fez,
4: gentlemen. Uh, just calling in to help steer that caller. That in Chicago this weekend, right?
2: Yeah,
4: uh, Alinea is actually a sixth-best restaurant in the world. Number one best restaurant in North America. Extremely difficult to get into. Can run seven hundred and fifty to a thousand dollars. I would prefer, or I would suggest, uh, Paris Club. It's a little bit easier to get into. It's a newer restaurant, kind of trendy, but very good food.
2: All right, Paris Club.
4: Paris Club. Yep.
2: I appreciate hey, Ron, the help. Here's about- uh, Kelly. Kelly, you're on the Run the Fest show.
6: It's actually Tony from Philly. Uh, I used to be a concierge, build House of Blues Hotel. Next door to it, 333
5: North Dearborn. There was a, a place called Bin 36 Wine Bar.
2: Uh-huh. Amazing. All Definitely right. check I- it out. I appreciate it. No problem. Bin 36, this all goes to the young military man who's going in to Chicago uh, before he goes off to Egypt.
3: Have a good time for himself. for shipping
2: out. Doing it Right. Uh, Ian, you're on the run of fish show.
4: Uh the only moral conundrum that guy should have is whether or not he should fucking kill himself. Uh, that asshole rough. should probably take into consideration maybe that bracelet was bought as a fairly heirloom for four thousand dollars and that's why he got appraised at sixteen thousand dollars that went up in value.
2: You and know, the he, fact of the matter is it's no it's not this guy's business what it's worth unless he's a fucking thief who wants to fucking honk it. Yeah, that's the fucking thing. It ain't yours.
3: Getting appraised for
2: insurance—that's bullshit. It's not yours. It's nice. You're. I am not even fucking making this up. I was in a fucking grand jury thing about somebody who found something. Yeah. Told the person it's worth more than you're saying. I could do this other. I wish I could tell you, but it did involve the press. Oh shit. It was fuck it was a cell phone. Okay. And there was pictures on it. Oh boy. And he said, "Look, if this gets out, yeah. Um it could be a lot worth a lot more." So they fucking come up with a price. They're fucking waiting, they transfer it. Undercover cops are waiting right there. Yeah. So I'm like, "Well, you know, was he negotiating? Was he talking? Everybody on my jury was like, fuck this guy. He's a piece of garbage. (laughs) And he sounds just like that dude. I was willing to give him more of a fucking benefit than everybody else in the grand jury. Because I thought that the guy who called the cops, I thought if you got this on your fucking phone, you're kind of an asshole. Oh, wow. All right. That was my fucking feeling about it. Yeah. Um... Here's uh, Ross in Michigan. You're on the
4: Hey, Ron. I got an Ichiban for you.
2: There's no such thing, Ross. Oh. Not since well, the Asian game. Yeah. We're looking for a new name, but what do you have? What piece of information do you have to share?
4: I hope you haven't covered it yet, but I just saw online that the guy who drives the cash cab mm-hmm. ran over a 61-year-old man and killed him in uh, Vancouver.
2: Right. Well, it's, uh, the, it's the Canadian cash cab. It's yeah. not the guy no, that we all know, Ben, ben Bailey. Bailey. And this is the fucking weird thing about it. So now these there's a cash cab in Chicago. Mm-hmm. I think one in Vegas. Yeah,
3: they're all over the place now. Um, Franchising.
2: The one that was in Vancouver, they get there. There is no driver. That fucking Hornet cab started driving itself oh, around. Holy shit. That's scary, man. Doesn't scare me. I don't know uh, why. Uh, just doesn't even bother I'm me. fucking freaked
3: out. Ghost cab?
2: Um, Bill and Albany, you're on
4: Ronnie, how are you? I'm very, very good, Bill. I just want to tell you, that guy is not only a disgrace to himself, he's kind of symbolic of the problem in general. The guy should be doing the right thing just for the sake of doing the right thing and stop leveraging himself to get more money out of some fucking guy who has no right to get any money out of. Anyway, so just
5: want to say that that guy is a dick.
2: But not only that, Bill, here's what bothers me. He wants to say the other guy is the scumbag. Yeah, for that lying. That is what <laughs> bothers me.
5: He was trying to
4: rationalize his own position and make right. him feel like it's okay for him to do this. When really, I mean, if everybody would stop pulling that kind of shit and just have some scruples and do right by each other, right? What would be
2: gone? Let me tell you, like, back in the dope game, right? Everybody who decided they were going to fucking burn someone needed a moral fucking thing behind it. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, look, if you're the kind of fucking scumbag that wants to go in someplace you know, heavy. You know, Uh you want to walk into a room heavy, don't act like you're not the fucking person (laughs) behind all this. Not that the other person takes advantage of people and they're not good to the girlfriend. Whatever the fuck it is, just say to yourself, I'm a scumbag and this is how I want to do my fucking business.
3: Oh no, they're vigilantes. They're they're the good people. Yeah,
2: they're on the side of right. (laughs) Uh, Just like this fucking Murdoch creep, right? He's... As soon as there's blood in the water, and look at that old man, can barely hold his head up. He yeah. doesn't know what the fuck to do. Um, Looks sad. But all these fucking people who are going after him now. Lack balls to go after him for the last twenty five fucking years.
3: Yeah, but some there is a fucking you know a sliver of something to
2: fucking grab him. As soon as yeah, As soon <laughs> as there's a chance, it's gone fast up the chain. It's people are dropping every day. We've been, we've been following since we started. It is. It's fucking ugly. It's ugly. And it doesn't even get into the uh, American side of this, because apparently they hacked into some of the 9-11 victim stuff. Um, We don't like this. Uh, Ben, Strong Island.
8: How you doing, guys? Rhode Island actually But that's Nor here nor there Um, I need a restaurant Suggestion I'm working down In Tallahassee This week I also I really wanted to Quickly say that Karma's gonna get That guy His wife is gonna Be out flaunting That bracelet
2: around There's no such thing As karma That's magic Fucking stupid talk
8: I'm telling you Somebody's gonna See that nice Fancy bracelet And somebody's gonna Bang that guy's wife That's just how The world works Ronnie Uh,
2: It doesn't Just so you Wake (laughs) up to that The world doesn't Work that way No it's fair It's the exact opposite Of what I was just Talking about (laughs) What I'm trying to fucking say is stop making up these reasons. <laughs> what is it, Ben?
8: I'm working down in uh, Tallahassee, big guy. I got a gig down there on Friday. I need, uh, I've need. never been there. Is there anything to do or anywhere to eat that's halfway decent? Sounds
2: like Hooters for Tallahassee. <laughs> I've <laughs> never exactly heard right. of good restaurants in Tallahassee in my life.
5: Is um, there anything to do to, seeing it's not football season? Papa John's.
2: Yeah, I I think you're probably going to be looking at a Domino's uh, in the fucking Hotel 6, Motel 6. But there you go. That's karma working against you, my friend. There you have it. You're going to be in Tallahute show by yourself. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. By the way, who do I have on the phones today? Uh, Spanky Frank. Spanky Frank puts up, it's Ben from Long Island who wants a restaurant in Tampa. And it's actually Ben in Rhode Island Island, who wants Tallahassee. Now, the only reason why I'm not going to yell at Spank is because, A, he's a virgin. B, he's on dialysis. And C, he's wearing a Let It Be t-shirt, even though he's only 25 years old. Those Those are pluses. All three of those things, I guess. He's wearing a 41-year-old t-shirt. Yeah, I know that. Something that, that happened 16 years before he was born. <laughs> he loves it, though. He might as well be wearing a D-Day fucking t-shirt. <laughs> or a We Discovered Penicillin. Just a fucking Jonas sock t-shirt. Beat polio. Send me the Spank in, because I adore the kid. Come on, Spanks. Get in here. I need somebody to talk to. This Fezzi has been in here 55 minutes. Hasn't made a fucking move yet. Oh... All locked up, wearing a little kid's cap. Yeah. And let's fifty-five minutes go by. Spank. Did the dialysis fuck up your hearing, or is it your fingers?
9: Might be my fingers.
2: You're seriously. Go ahead, fix your fucking sound. You got your sound fixed?
3: He's good. He's good.
2: What was? He didn't have your fucking mic on? No, I didn't. No, I didn't. The volume was way down. By way down, wasn't on at all, right? <laughs> No, it was on, but the the volume was all the way down. What happens with you? What are we looking at? we got a panic on the other side. Somebody tried to get Holy into shit. the room. Someone attacked Rupert Murdoch, apparently. Uh, and now they just put up a picture of a flag. Uh, so Rupert Murdoch was accosted. Let's get you out of that seat and up there and working on it. Let's see if we can get the video over the top. Spike, I'm sorry, this can't be about you for a oh. second. So it looks like somebody jumped the fucking thing. Holy shit. Went after Murdoch. Um, I got to. That's ESPN. What we want is the CNN. Uh, They have stopped it. Somebody look they, they still have the Bobby cups with and the big stupid pictures
10: again we'll keep showing you that so you can make your own judgments what
2: have we heard over the last two and a half hours long detailed test so apparently he's not hurt but we didn't see the actual grab of him you just see' just people running towards yeah and protecting so did they get was Murdoch leaving the room? As it, look, it took place? It looks like he was
3: just at the, t- the hearing table like we were watching, and then someone came at him.
2: All
3: right. <laughs> report. Just screaming, Rupert Murdoch is hacked hearing.
2: That happened that quickly, huh? Because this was just the second. Yes, we were watching it live, 30 seconds right? ago, yeah. All right. Man threw a plate with foam at Rupert Murdoch's face. So it's the old p- uh, clown and pie bit. Um... Here's uh, Dan in Albany, Yariman Fez.
4: Yo, Ronnie. You see, Spanky Frank is only 25? Yeah. He looks like he's got to be about 60.
2: Well, he's been through hell and back. This yeah. fucking kid had to battle for his life as a young man. What age did you go on dialysis? Uh, 20 years old. Uh, 20 years old, you were on for how many years? Uh, two and a half years. And just a nightmare, right? It was probably one of the worst things I've ever gone through. It was the worst. That's not one of. What else could have happened? Did a
9: fucking piano fall in your head? My first kidney transplant wasn't the best.
2: Oh, Oh, Jesus Jesus. Christ. He's had more than one fuck. And I'm going to bust this kid's balls because he can't fucking hear and type and do anything. No, this young let it be head, this Beatle Maniac has got plenty of fucking room with me. Plenty of room to fuck up. What's with you and the Beatles? You don't like the Stones at all?
9: I've been starting to get into the Stones over the past year or so.
2: It took you this long after being a Beatle maniac since you were a baby?
9: Well, I, it's really weird. It's just i very, very narrow in my musical taste for many years. And then I finally started to expand after listening to like things like Pink Floyd and Led Zeppelin. And then finally...
2: What other the British, the early British groups do you like?
9: Um, early British, I guess. I want to say the Who, but they're not really... You know, early British stuff.
2: Not were early enough. Tough. So the All who right. you like, who else? Uh, Trying to think. Kinks? The point. Kinks fucking do anything
9: for you? Yes, they definitely do. I love Arthur. It's a great album.
2: Yeah, fucking... There's plenty for you there. Now, you stop at 71. You don't want any more fucking music after 71. No, I go
9: past 71. You're playing Queen today. I love
2: Queen. All right, so good. I All want right. you to be happy. He's so, going to be my <laughs> British Invasion fucking correspondent. Spanky, happy with the open music. Love it. There's nothing. What do you got, dude? Uh,
5: apparently, a man threw a white plate with foam on Murdoch's face, and Rupert's wife hit him back.
2: Oh, shit. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Round of Feet Show. I just made the announcement <laughs> oh, fucking three minutes ago. I read it on fucking CNN. Oh, Jesus Christ. What are you getting? I was what are you getting? the late feed in there? Uh, sorry, somebody stopped me in the hall. Oh, <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> he just was-
11: cut himself so off.
5: Like he <laughs> just got shot.
2: I, uh, I I was who was talking to you <laughs> when you're trying Spencer, to do a show?
11: Spencer in the hallway when I was running back and forth asked me a question about something
2: we're doing this afternoon. What's fucking Spencer wanted? Now?
11: Yeah, he just wanted to know if we were good to go for
2: today's unmasked. And what I- have we never not been good to go, I Spencer? Know, I know. We're fucking pros. Rock and roll. We are the SEAL Team Six of fucking. Uh, comedy. That's right. We're open there. Fucking kill everyone. No, we're not going to kill everyone. <laughs> oh, Just the bad sorry, people. It's A little much. Just Phil. Okay. Well, <laughs> you are. We've delivering the... We're like New York One, where every three minutes you get the same news. <laughs> there's an update. There's no update. Uh, there's these asshole fucking groups that go out and throw fucking pie plates at people. And act like it's all in fun. It fucking isn't. Mm-hmm. You live in a world where people get assassinated. Um, we had this thing about people who jump on to the fucking field at a sporting event. And yeah. some of the people said, hey, it's fun. No. Not since fucking Monica Seles got stabbed. Right. Now you fuck up anyone when they try to do shit like that. tased the shit out. You know, when the, the Pope, Pope, Pope got tackled. Who? The Pope. I don't know. I'm, I don't know I keep up with that. The you yeah he's everything's about the pokes with him you guys look hey do you uh guys like the animals sure yeah they're good. fucking good such a great band i gotta get you a little more into fucking the stones it can't be all the beatles
9: well i do love the stones i'm not gonna say i don't but you know I
2: whoever like- said this my brother's back at home with the beatles and stones never got off on that rev- revolution stuff
9: that would be i'm gonna say Mot the hoople and, and also, wrote, David
2: Bowie? David, David Bowie wrote it. David Bowie wrote it. Guess what? Sit the fuck down. You're going to be able to sit down and talk a little music with me today. We might have to do a Stones 5 for you oh. today. You, we might be doing a 5. Oh, shit. By the Rolling Stones. Um, Peter, you're on Rene Fez. Hey,
5: buddy. Yeah. Hey,
2: Fezzy, uh, what does foam taste like? Uh, you know what? Don't even start with that. Fezzy's actually been in here with us for an hour. And he's got his cramped shoulders, and I said, when you're ready, to grab it. I just want you to be here. Jump on. Apparently, the boys fucked him up a little bit today.
3: Yeah, and there was a late train combined with
2: just one thing. Get the run song Runaway Train. We'll fucking play that every single day if you Hell need to. Yeah. So. Mark, you're on a fez.
7: Buddy, I miss Fez. Where in the he's
2: fuck is Fez? here. He's listening. Tim, you're on fez.
4: Uh
2: yeah, Ronnie
4: B I have what Dave would call a number one. Yes. Fez Wiley
2: on the stick today. So like a million bucks. There'll be a time where Fez takes the stick and I'm sure we're gonna get some Yahoo news. But it's not yet mm-hmm. not until he's ready to fucking grab that fucker. Pull it back. Um I'm glad he brought up Dave. Dave Eastside Dave has found himself in an enormous controversy. Mm-hmm. Um, Apparently, they have been using pictures of Dave that were taken in our studio about five, six years ago, over on 57th Street. And they're putting it up on places where people have pit stains. Yeah. And he is showing up on pit stain sites. now. I checked into this, mm-hmm. and I found out that occasionally some people have sold themselves for stock photos, yeah. right? So you'll let somebody take your picture. They give you 50 or 100 bucks. Some of those people then find out that they're being used in VD. Oh, all side, sorts of crazy shit, yeah. You know, hey, don't let this guy molest your children. Yeah. And the guy did not fucking pose for that. No. But he posed for a stock picture. This picture of Dave, we believe was probably taken by Mikey Boy. He's the best. Which means somebody had to lift this picture off of like a ronfez.net. But let's uh, go over and look at Dave on Eastside Dave Country as he talks about this. There's the picture of him, and the pits look horrible. Yeah. And I remember making fun of Dave for ruining so many shirts. Now, (laughs) this was a dave out of relationship time yeah so he didn't have a woman taking care of him. no the laundry was in bad shape and i guess he cakes his fucking armpits
3: i guess i guess he just worries it just is it all a day. spray
2: is it a combined with not doing laundry that will also really oh. make them bad so they use dave as an example he did not sign up for it so he was furious about this let's give it a listen
5: I'm just on the old Gmail when Laura says you're on a website and it's how to get rid of deodorant stains you motherfuckers I didn't authorize that picture then someone else says I hate to break it to you Dave but you're also on this what is
10: deodorantstainclothes.com let me scroll down there
5: I am again you fuckers I want both sites, both sites,
1: to take me down right now.
5: So take me down right so. now.
2: Now, um, it got sent to me of like, look what Dave's latest gig is. And I said... Either Dave is living right, (laughs) and he's looking a lot younger, or this is a very old picture. (laughs) Then I find out Dave is uh, furious, and rightfully so, because, you know, if they would have said, Dave, will you model for this? Yeah. Here's a couple hundred bucks, I'm sure he'd be in. Yeah, why not?
9: He'd probably throw in a
3: video, too.
2: Now, I also, I know that he, I know they've taken the pictures down as well, right? I think, yeah, I believe so. Because I've got some screen caps. But we need to... Find out from Mikey Boy if um, he was the one who took that picture and where this picture should should have shown up for. Yeah. The other side of it, I thought, what if somebody who works at the ad agency or for this product is a fan, thought, oh shit, I got a great fucking picture <laughs> of this, this one. thinking it would never show up. <laughs> Boom, Dave finds out about it. Uh, Eric thinks he could shed a little light, or shine a light, as the Rolling Stones like to say.
8: Hey, buddies, what's going on? Yeah, uh, yeah. As far as the stock photos go, um, Dave, for that to be used commercially, which it sounds like it has been, uh, Dave would have had to sign a model release uh, for it to be used commercially. So, if Dave or the, if the photographer doesn't have a signed model release by Dave, uh, Dave could uh, definitely sue.
2: Well, what about the fact that they took it down immediately, though?
8: <laughs> yeah, that just shows that they're guilty and they're getting fucked. So, yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> um, all right, thanks. Uh, we're going to break here. Uh, when we come back, I'm going to talk to... We're going to do a five all right. on the Rolling Stones. That's a very hard list to put together. Oh, no. I'll do it within seconds.
9: Well, you can throw five songs in there, but I believe like I heard. First this- of all, I'm
2: not going to fucking leave it up to you. You're acting like you don't even know who they are. I'm going to do it without you. I don't trust in you right now, mainly because you can't tell the difference between Long Island and Rhode Island. And Kelly and Tony. Yeah. Eight uh, six six run zero fez eight six six run zero fez. What belongs on the five of the greatest rock and roll band in the world? Which, by the way, the Stones end up saying we hate that. I'm sorry, the fucking guy used to bring you out to that in 69. <laughs> You're stuck with it. You can't act like I don't like it now. Exactly, come on.
3: It's a great fucking
2: name. Uh, hold on, before I get into your ranting and rolling. There's no, none. I got Mikey Boy to worry about. Mikey Boy, thank you for calling. Hey, guys. Are you the person um, selling Dave's picture all over the place?
4: Yeah, I was surprised as anybody else. I, I believe I took that picture back in 57th Street before they even expanded the studio. So it was about five or six, five years ago, and um, I just it was put up on runfez.net, and that was the last I knew about anything. And I was, I was surprised as anybody else to see it showing up on those websites.
2: Everything from runfez.net needs to be deleted.
4: Yeah, I guess so. I have to bring that up with John.
2: Um, so, do you think the person who snatched that? They had to have went to RonFez.net, so you're looking probably an inside job there. Mm -hmm. At least a member.
5: Possibly. And also, uh, all the uh, pictures on RonFez.net had a little uh, RonFez.net logo on the bottom corner. Apparently, they went so far as to actually cut that out and then put it up as their own. Wow.
2: We've got to watermark everything. Spank, that was you? That was me, unfortunately. Does that mean that you have to take dialysis medicine? No, I'm off dialysis. What was that for then? What, this? Yeah, what was the it was message act- for? It's actually GVAC. There's a kidney that's fucking open to you. What is he giving you? Stone stuff?
9: No, he says Don't Let Me Down, which is a Beatles song, so he's really of no help
2: right now.
12: Oh, shit!
2: Giving it to GVAC. Ballsy. Well, I can do I, that. I'm going to do my own five. Here's the thing that you have to remember about the Rolling Stones. And by the way, I gave GVAC a fucking five to get on weeks ago. He goes, alright, i need a little time. And he's sitting there, I don't know, in some cabin smoking a giant corn cob pipe and has never gotten back to us on it. Weeks ago, I had a five for him to do. And a Mikey boy doesn't even show up the last time. And he had a five to do.
5: Oh. Sorry about that. Some stuff
2: came up. Sorry about shitting in our mouth, Mikey boy. I don't know if that right. is an apology song. Delicious Alright, break. We come back. I'm going to lay out a, a Stones 5. Here's what you have to remember about the Stones. This is today's 5. Today's. Who knows if it can stay that way. I'm going to try to give it all time, though. I'm going to try to be there for you. Um, Renafest show. Okay. 866-RON-ZERO-BEST Just call and say what's in your head.
12: 866 0 best Talk about what you saw read, 86610 10 fast We just want to hear your calls, we're standing by right on the phones, 86610 10 86610 866 86610 fast
0: Ron and Fez. The Ron and Fez
11: Show. Ah! Uh, I'm Bernie
7: McCracken. When I found out little Billy was growing up without a daddy, I had to do
12: something. When Big and saw our picture in the paper, he called the unified fund and got involved.
7: I had to. Couldn't help myself.
2: It's the Ron and Fetish show. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. About to do the five. The five on the Rolling Stone. The greatest rock and roll band in the world. That's what they call it. Uh, before we get into that, though, Sandra Bernhardt doing an unmasked with us. Legendary comedian uh, and actress. Going to sit down in this very small room. An intimate actress. Uh, hour with Sandra Bernhardt. These are exceptional opportunities they get to have as an audience member. If you like to be part of that, uh, go over and check us out on Twitter. Two two friends will put up a link, but you always go to Unmasked Show on Twitter. Your chance to uh, sit down and be in this room uh, as we interview Sandra Bernhardt. Extremely, extremely cool. Remember, De Niro, De Niro was her first film fucking nuts who's directing Marty Scorsese <laughs> and it's by the way it is still a phenomenal um, phenomenal film oh, and she, she was well, great and she she's probably stole the movie <laughs> she probably stole the movie she was the shit um, and there's the you know the guy who was basically Paul Mooney's was uh, Richard Pryor's writing partner was the one who kind of took Sandra Bernhardt under his wing Very, very early on. So, you know, legendary, legendary uh, performer, Sandra Bernhard. Uh, Some of the best Lettermans of all time was the two of them together. Before he went to 1130, Mm -hmm. he had a way more wide open show. All right, time to start working on the five here. Now, for me, I know you say you hate the Rolling Stones, but I'm going to give you these songs, Spank, that maybe you can get into. I'm going to go out of my way not to overly go deep on this thank you for that i don't want to be uh you know far away eyes and fucking loving cup and sweet virginia which really might those songs might make my own personal but i want to do an introduction five to you that's right um And even that is very, very hard. I might look at some of the greatest rock and roll songs of all time and not put them on the list. One song that I said is the greatest radio song of all time may not make my list. (gasps) That's scary. All right, let's start it off with uh, Can You Hear Me Knocking? (laughs) Listen to this. comes in, I guess, as uh, my number five. Now, this is actually a lot tougher to pull off a of five for the Rolling Stones. Uh, Jeff, you're on the Running Fez show.
4: Loving Cup, Ron.
2: You know, I love the song, but am I going to give that to people who, like a Spanky Frank, who's all about the Beatles and not about the Stones? Um, could you please not confuse the five? Thank you. Thank you. We're not into the uh, le- we're not going to play a, a 15. It's got to be the 5 today. Just Ron's 5. Uh, Steve, you're on the Ron Fez show.
5: Hey, Ronnie. Steve you. from the Water
4: Gap. You've got to include you've got to include Happy. Keith Richards lead vocal. You know, everybody hears Mick Jagger, but that is an awesome song. And it's you know a- what? While I was on hold, I think Happy's got to be up there, too.
2: I know. I understand that, what you're saying. I know it's the song that you know, Mick can go take a piss <laughs> while it's going on. It's a great fucking tune. I don't want to make it part of my five, though. This is very, very important to me. There's only five. Uh, 866, Ron Zero Fez. 866, Ron Zero Fez. There are a couple of classic songs that will not make my five. That's the problem you have when you're fucking with the Rolling Stones.
3: You're excluding a
2: lot. Sure. Um, let's go with my number four. bye <laughs> Stone's five list. And you know what's really kind of weird when I go back over this? You don't really have a lot of Rolling Stones songs that remind you of not doing bad things. You really think of, oh, yeah, this was the darkest. It's the fucking down dirty music, man. It's great. I don't think that they did it on purpose. <laughs> um, Buck, Buck, you're on the Run of Fez show.
0: Mahabonga. I hate to stay with 70 stones, but Monkey Man's got to be on my list.
2: First of all, I don't ever want you to worry about the late 60s, early 70s stones, because that's going to play the largest part of it for me as well. Uh, Monkey Man just did not make my five. Barely. If we did this tomorrow, I might fucking switch it out. You can't hear me knocking. I might do it. Who knows? This, This is today's five. All right. Uh run your manifest. Hey,
5: Ron. Yeah. It's not really one of the hits, but I'm, I'm thinking Moonlight
2: Mile. I, I love that song. I love that fucking song, Beyond Life. If I was making a personal, yeah, I'm sure Sweet Virginia would be on there. I'm sure Far Away would on, Eyes would be on there. I think Moonlight Mile would be on there, but I'm trying to turn the kid on at the same time. Uh, to enjoy the manifest show.
4: Hey, one of my all time favorite classics of all time from the Rolling Stones is Under My Thumb.
2: It's such a great fucking song. It should be on my list and it is uh not. It's one of those songs that when you haven't heard for a long time and then you put it on, you go, Holy shit. I think I thought this was my twenty eighth favorite fucking stone song, but it's not.
9: I do this a lot. I make, like, mix CDs, or I used to. Um And I have some that I have back in high school that I made. And every so often, I'll go back and listen to that old music, and I'll forget all that music that I put on the album, and I'll be like, wow, this is such great music. Whatever. What, what was the song that
2: you forgot that you put on a mix CD for yourself?
9: I'm trying to think. It's some, you know, it's
2: going to sound real crazy. All the stuff was about dialysis, like a lot of dialysis fucking dialysis stuff. stuff. No, that was all sad music. Um I'm just trying to think, like... Like, like give me a kidney, or can you, can <laughs> someone help me? I really, seriously, I think my fucking blood count is low.
9: It's uh, stuff like Sweet Home Alabama. I used to put on put on like all my old mix CDs. Um, so you
2: really go deep, uh, Rhino. You're on Run Fest.
5: <laughs> yeah, it's so hard to choose. For
4: you know, you go earlier, you go later. But I would love Tumbling Dice or It's All Over Now. I wanna you know two
7: different times. F-
2: both great songs. Both should fucking be there. Did not make my five. Did not make my quick put together five. Um, Chris Sherman Fuzz.
8: Hey, Ryan, have had a little tickling of the ivories with uh, "She's a
2: Rainbow." You know, if we're gonna go deep, sure. Yeah, I will tell. I will tell. But no, not today. Uh, Let's go to my number three. And sometimes in my life, this is my number one. Um, Some people think it's about uh, Vietnam. I think it's about dope sickness, and I'm talking, give me shelter. Give me shelter. Listen to this fucking song. Listen to it with fresh ears. Uh, give me sh- uh, Shelter number 3 on my 5. Let me uh, ask you this about your beloved Beatles. You think they could have thrown the fucking term rape, murder? It's just a shot away into a song? Come on.
9: That's just ridiculous. Well, you know what? I- Who
2: would have done that? The Ringo fucking Octopus is a Garden?
9: Well, let me put it this way. The the Rolling Stones are a much different band than the Beatles. Hands down. The-, the Rolling Stones are a blues band. Hands down. Beatles are... As much as it hurts me to say this, they're a pop band.
2: They are a pop band, and it shouldn't hurt you. There's nothing wrong with being a pop band, but they are a pop band. But the the Rolling Stones are the fucking rock and roll band, whether you like it or not. And if you're putting together the all-star team of bands, you've got to have Mick as the front man. You don't fucking get out of that. And how could you not have fucking Keith in your band? He's in your fucking band if you're putting together an all-star band. Now, having said that, can you keep John Lennon and Paul McCartney out of your All-Star band? You may be looking... You might be fucking looking at those four guys in your All-Stars. I would at least want John
9: and Paul to write the songs that you were going to play for the band.
2: I don't know. I'll sit there and debate the fact that that song uh, might be more of a favorite song to me than anything the Beatles have ever done that I just did. Uh, let's go over to my number two. And it isn't even there for me right now, but at other times of my life. By the way, you said you had something to add about me saying that was a Dope 6 song.
9: Yeah, well, wh- I read Keith's book, his memoir, and he I said... I didn't read it. Is it good? It's actually pretty good. It's really well written. Um, what did you do? Bring it in for me to read today? I could bring it in if you'd like. Mm-hmm. Um, then you didn't. <laughs> I didn't know we were going to be doing a top five today. I always think. I have are in You don't want to pray. read that
2: again? no well, I'm fine okay uh,
9: but one when he was he was recovering one of the times that he was recovering from dope sickness um, he was watching he was writing songs and he saw actually a storm rolling in over the clouds and that's how he got his inspiration for Gimme Shelter well why did then other people say it's about fucking nom eh, because it's nom just nom things around, everyone's all I mean there's many songs that like can mean one thing to one person I know. completely different well, to, to me it's a dope
2: sick song and it's perfect this should have been my number one. I don't know what the fuck I did. Uh, let's move into my number two. I said other times in my life this has been my number one. Covered by Dave's all-time favorite band, Lesser, by the way. Guns N' Roses covered this. Uh, there's only these guys for me, The Stones, doing this version. Oh, Jane's Addiction also covered it. But uh, The Rolling Stones, Sympathy for the Devil. I saw you fucking getting a voodoo chow over there. You digging it? Love it. Can't get enough of this shit. It's weird because I'm a little disconnected from this song right now, oh. but I couldn't let it down. Uh, that was four out of my five. Trying to turn Spanky Frank out of his fucking love of the fucking Beatles. A constant lifetime love of the Beatles. Never. And maybe pay a little attention to the Stones. Brian, what do you got?
4: Hey, guys. You were saying about John and Paul writing for you. You know, I'd really like Nanker Feld's writing for me. Hmm. Um, I might go a little deep here, but my favorite would be Let It Bleed.
2: Love the song. Love the song. Uh, Alex, you're on Runa Fez.
6: Mookie House? Yeah. How about this one? I'll never be a beast of burden.
2: Thanks. Eric, you're on the Runa Fez show.
6: about <laughs> Hey.
4: Check it. Uh, a great underrated stone song. I know it's deep, but time waits for no one. Great. Mick Taylor's guitar solo. You could tell he was just listening to tons of Santana. It is just gorgeous. It'll make the uh, hairs on your neck raise up. It's
2: beautiful. Yeah, yeah it's amazing. And the Mick Taylor years, uh, phenomenal. Just uh, phenomenal. Uh, Jake, you're on the Runa fest show. Jake, we got you, pal? Jake, Lust. Don't have you. Uh, well, You might say to yourself, Ron, I've heard you talk so many times how you said Jumpin' Jack Flash is the best radio song of all time. It is. Hands down. It's really tough to beat that. And it did not make my top five. I'm very interested to see what's the number one. Shut out. I want to tell you about another thing. I'll tell you another memory. I've never talked about this before on the air. My big sister was in the Girl Scouts. She's I believe 11 years older than me. I'm about 4 years old. I'm at this girl No, I think she's 10 years older than me. I'm about 4 or 5 years old. I'm at the Girl Scout camp because my mom is the Girl Scout leader. They're at this camp. There's these 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 This sticks in my head like I can't believe to tell you. So there's all these tents, but the tents are on wooden fucking slats, right? It's nighttime. We're in the woods somewhere in Pennsylvania. And I'm in this thing with all these girls. They're teenagers. I'm around five. They're playing a stereo. And they play the song Satisfaction. And all the girls are up dancing. In wearing either just pajama uh, tops, no pants, or t-shirts, no pants, or little nighties, and I'm sitting there, ass level, as a five year old, wow. watching teenage girls dance to the song "Satisfaction." Wow! They're spinning around. Their little shirts are coming up. Um, panties are flashing. And I say to myself, I've got to find out what this song is. And I need to play it for the rest <laughs> of my life. So Satisfaction, to me, incredible song, only because of that memory. And it did not make my top five. Whoa. Oh. Today.
3: Wow.
9: really thought I was going to be in there, that story and all. You're building this up. I'm really interested. It's but I will this say is.
2: this. If I ever open up a teddy bar for five-year-old kids... But they have older girls dance for them. Now, by the way, when people act like, uh, oh, little kids aren't aware of sexuality, maybe I didn't know why that was a fucking fantastic thing, but my sister's friend's dancing. I could tell you a couple other fucking times that I watched girls dance when I was a little kid. And then those fucking girls would like sometimes put me up on their lap or say that you were cute and it was like amazing to me. It was like fucking perfect. You could have killed me at five, and I would have been fucking okay with it. I just said, well, I've done some shit. Some stuff has happened, nice. so I don't care. Um, Ryan, you're on the run fest Show.
4: Uh, yeah, Midnight Rambler.
2: Midnight Rambler, the live version, yeah. is my number one. So that's my stones today uh, can you hear me knocking sway give me shelter sympathy midnight rambler it's not a perfect list it's a solid list but this list could easily be replaced with five different songs and people would say okay that's an acceptable list this is why it's fucking such a great band X what's something on my list that you'd pull out and something that you would re- replace it with i take out Sway Replace with Monkey Man Monkey Man's a great Fucking song I don't know why You gotta shit all over Fucking Sway And I don't know why You gotta shit all over no Fucking shitting, no Taylor uh, Let me hear you do one What would you take out What would you put in I would take out Sway I'd put in Street Fighting Man You guys really need To fucking sit and listen To Sway a little more I'm really fucking Starting to I don't know why They hate uh, Michael I gave you the list What would you take out And what would you Replace it with
8: uh, splay and paint
2: it black. I, I am seriously might be quitting the show today for the fucking hate of Sway. Um, Stalker Patty, you heard my list. What do you hey, take hey. out? What do you replace it with?
6: Um, I don't know what I'd take out, but Coming Down Again which is the third song on side one of Goat's Head Soup is one of my favorite blues numbers of all time.
2: It is a very good song, isn't it?
6: It's an excellent song.
2: But you don't know what you would take out. You gotta take something out, Patty. Um You take out Midnight Rambler? You know what?
6: Um, yeah. Uh, you hmm. know what? Yeah, I'd take that out and put coming down again. I like a little blues in there.
2: I know you do, honey. I know yeah. you do. Uh, John, you're on the run of fest show.
6: Yeah, how you doing, Ron? I take out
7: um this is hard too. Take out Gimme Shelter and put in there uh if I would stick, if I could stick a knife in my heart, suicide right on the stage. It's only rock and
2: roll, man. But I like it, like it. Yes, I do. This is the fucking greatest band in the history of the world. We, were, uh, I think we got it. Oh, I know why we got talking about this yesterday, because we were saying who was very, who was bigger, when we were talking about. Um, when Jimmy went over who's the biggest fucking star and people that he wanted to have his picture taken with and blah, blah, blah. That's when I said I would do this. Then somebody wrote to me, Stones again, you're fucking filling time. Maybe, but I've been talking for the last two hours. It's the five. It's, it's easy to it's easy to, easy to blame, Ronnie B. And I would too, probably. i put all of the fucking weight on his shoulders. No blames. Um... Here's uh, Rich Sherman Fez. What do you take out? What do you put in?
4: Running. Yeah. Run. Hey, bud. Uh, great show, man. Yeah. Absolutely great. Uh, I can't take anything out. And and anybody that doesn't get sway has never been down the road. That a lot of us have been. you. I think you have to to get it. And and that's not. You know, right or wrong, or good or bad, you're certainly not better off for going
8: down that road. But to get it, I think you have to been down it. i
4: got to go with Rocks Off, a song I never understood why it didn't get the big radio play. I'm happy it didn't, because it's still, you know, it's still brilliant to me. But I agree with Jumpin' Jack Flash, too. That's one, I, I, somehow it never got stale. You always find a little nugget.
2: It I mean, is. Scary. You know what is fucking really true, too, is like you hear that and the fact that it got radio play and then back to those twisted fucking lyrics, more twisted than anything in a metal fucking song. And you're like, well, people were dancing around to this in like fucking sixty six or whatever. <laughs> and it, it's about the most un stuff that you can imagine. But the fucking hippies loved them. Um, Joe, you're on the Run and Fez show.
4: Hey, another reason why they're the absolute best is they made a fucking country album and it kicks ass.
2: Oh, I agree 100%. I love this shit, that the, the country stuff that they do. Um, I fucking love that stuff. That was actually some of the best shit ever. Um, let's go over to Doug. Doug, you're on Run and Yeah.
4: I guess
2: I take out Jimmy Shelter and put in "Bitch, Ronnie." "Bitch" is um was actually a good song too. These are all fucking good uh, tunes. that come up, uh, coming up a little bit, uh, they're killing each other on the south side of Chicago, and there's a new documentary about it. One of the, actually one of the all-time great documentaries uh, has ever been done. It's called "Hoop Dreams," and the director. Steve James has a new one out called The Interrupters. And these are guys in the south side of Chicago. And they're kind of ex-gangbangers. Um, all of them have done some serious time. And they go out and talk to kids and try to uh, snuff out some of this stuff before it goes down. There's shit going down in the south side of Chicago that is just out absolute well when you see the news it's frightening and the last time I was in Chicago we started getting fucking lost and heading into the south side and we're just like fucking turn around now we've seen the news i mean they were literally talking about moving the army in because they can't control it anymore um, the weird stuff is that you see those houses and they're not so bad you know what i mean like there's sometimes that you see where people live and they're all on top of each other, and you're like, I can see why, you know, kids would start clawing back and forth. Uh, we've got Steve, uh, James coming in. He's the director of this. And Alex Kotlowitz, he's the producer. He's produced some other stuff too, right? Uh, he's kind of a journalist background.
3: Yeah, he's an author. He wrote the book, There Are No Children Here, the story of two, girls, two boys growing up in another
2: America. He's mainly an author. Um, Brandon, you're on the Run a show.
4: Hi, uh, number one has to be Gimme Shelter, and then number two, Midnight Rambler, Jigsaw Puzzle, Can't You Hear Me Knocking, and Sway.
2: All right, so you really have your biggest problem with me is just the order.
4: Just the order. Yeah. I love everything off of Let It Bleed. Can't go wrong with any track on that. You give props to Pepper with Monkey Man. But that's just the order it has to be.
2: It's, a, it's really a great fucking song, too. Monkey Man's a great song. Um, what did uh, I, you know, I fucking um, said one day on the show with Dave because he was all about Exile Main Street being the greatest album. And I was like, Sticky Fingers might be my fucking favorite album. And he was fucking freaking. But look at the songs on that fucking album. There's great songs on that. And GVAC knew and already wrote in that I was going to pick Midnight Rambler. I hate the fact. Uh, as my number one. All right. Everybody wants to uh, break it up now. Brazilian Julie has given her list. Oh, my God. Uh, of favorite. Favorite of them all. Um, Pips has dropped in number three on her favorite of the interns. Nunami is number two. And guess who's number one right now? Yes, that would be me. Yeah. Wow. And as she has said before, at the end of the term, who's ever number one gets to sleep with her. Wow. Could you imagine losing your virginity to her? I could not, actually. I will put an over under with you seven seconds. If you go over seven seconds with her for your first time, I would be shocked. Wow. Um, it's a very it, long time. Yeah, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Should I break before these guys? All right, we break, and hopefully by the time we get back, we're going to have the director and producer from The Interrupters. This uh, is going to come out in New York, the IFC Center, on July 29th. But check it out on the TheInterrupters.com. I've been saying that this is the summer of documentaries. Um, there's so many great eye-opening documentaries out there. I, I couldn't make up my five on this summer's documentaries. That's how fucking sh- strong it is.
3: One after another. It's awesome.
2: No, hold on. Let me see. Let's see what uh, LeBronx Smurf did. The five challenges her. Um, and She will not pick her five. On them, but she says she does digs the music talk. Give me shelters in her f- top five. Sympathy toe, guaranteed. Hmm. They're a great band, although sometimes we go out of our way to act like they're not. I know I have.
9: You know, and I'm going to say this, and of course my whole beatle love thing. I think in as far as another 50 years ago, I think the Rolling Stones are going to be looked at. Bigger than the Beatles, I think, in another 50 years. Because I think if you're just looking at them from, a, like, aesthetically, I think they have the whole rock and roll thing going for them. I think the Beatles... I mean, of course, you have to give the Beatles the credit because they came first, and they co- opened the door for the Stones to come in. But I think the Rolling Stones, I think they just kind of encompass the whole
2: rock and roll thing. Well, they stayed with rock and roll. Let's face it. If you didn't have the Beatles, the Stones would maybe not have played over here. But... First came American music, and they were and the Stones are a much better tradition of Chuck Berry and that kind of stuff. I would not even
9: go back farther than that, like Muddy Waters, because I'm just reading Keith's book. They said they were just really a blues band. They loved those really old, you know, like I said, Muddy Waters. I think Little Richard, like all those really early um, black musicians. Yeah, really well
2: they fucking they they covered a lot of them too. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way. Shit, I wonder if we have the time to put this up. I should... Hicks, have you ever seen Salmon Burke with the Stones? Yes, I saw that. I, saw, I caught it on YouTube. Where yeah. he fucking comes out and he's not sitting down. Yeah, yeah. When it, he's I, standing there.
3: When it was out, I was like, holy shit. Wait a minute.
2: And he's just gigantic. It's awesome. It's one of the greatest fucking things I've ever seen.
3: It's really the shit.
2: And look at this. Here's the Stones. Turn it up, some.
0: <laughs> Here's the
2: Stones on stage.
0: Everybody
2: needs somebody to love. Look at Salmon Burke walking out on stage. Around those skinny little Englishmen.
0: So I feel.
2: Solomon Burke died and Mick came out and did that thing at the Grammys it was one of the best TV moments ever it's cool shit look at Keith just moving out of the way of Solomon Burke he's just petrified of him 600 pounds of joy. <laughs> I tried
12: to shake his hand on the stage but the, the stage was going up and down so much so I couldn't even get near him. <laughs> it was so funny. And when he starts to move you can feel the planks going like this. And I was just, just play in the chair. you I was mean, sitting in the chair. It was fantastic. <laughs>
2: So there's uh, the stones connecting to the early soul stuff. I mean, you're somebody just looking at blues, but they were very much in RB, into soul.
9: I think Keith, he, he made a house in Jamaica that he still goes to all the time.
2: You just love quoting this fucking book to us, huh? Well, it's really my own I mean, th- after a while, you're starting to sound like a guy who collects butterflies. <laughs> Look at this. You're trying to give Mick this fucking robe. Turn it up, some. I <laughs>
0: understand <laughs> <laughs> what was going on to on his side. Hell's going on. And he gave me this cloak which is staggeringly
12: heavy.
2: Now watch over. when Mick laughs. This is one of my favorite moments.
12: This is the sort of things you've got to deal with as they come up. You know, I mean, Solomon was actually like, hey, giving Mick the cloak. You know I mean? The fact that Mick wasn't expecting it and doesn't wear a cloak at all. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It was exactly. a fantastic gesture. I didn't I quite understand the gesture
12: at the time. I wasn't ready for it, so he was to the French gentleman. He oh,
0: couldn't
2: hold it up.
12: It was a piece of homage, you know what I mean? It was one of those stage things, you know what I mean? It was really nice to have, and oh, i thank you for that.
2: Watch what Mick turns back and laughs. Look, it's just so fucking great. they are having so much fun. All right, we break here. Uh, we'll come back. Another first show. Yeah,
12: <laughs>
11: You're Solomon, you know, the rare of you know.
2: the a and Fez show on a tuesday and i believe this is the last show of the week that's right uh we're doing an unmasked after the show today then we got a couple of days of summer off um, but you put together some nice best ofs of everyone yeah i got some best ofs people let's do they're gonna enjoy them anything Gu- that i would know guaranteed oh shit <laughs> no <Norland> stop <style.
1: laughs>
2: we're gonna null install this shit today um Some people have got complaints against my five. That's what happens when you have a five. It's not for everybody. I even said this was today's five. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of them comes from GVAC, a man who weeks ago promised me a five. (sighs) Weeks have gone by. The gall. I'm noticing GVAC has that Fez Watley thing of, I'm very opinionated. Whoops, lights on, let me out. Let me out of here. Now, I'm going to say he's probably a bigger Stones fan than I am. I've never even said that the Stones are my favorite band. He loves the Stones. And yet, where's this five?
3: In here. Mm. In here.
2: Well, this is what I always like to say about Ronnie Bay. He gets it done. That's right. Lays it he down. He gets it done. By the way, I saw CeeLo in the hall, and he's wearing red today. I don't know what got into him. He's wearing red. Feeling the red mood, I guess. It's kind of a Phillies red, too. Oh, nice. You call up a stylist or whatever, like, listen, I need the red outfit for today. He likes uh, black, red, and white, much like the white stripes (laughs) go in the same color scheme. Oh, yeah, it's great. Now, it is, uh, the best thing that you're doing with a logo is black, red, and white, Mm -hmm. uh, newspaper style. Yeah, it looks awesome. And yet, well, Coca-Cola uses that. Yep. They've done a little okay for themselves. Is it also Mr. Budweiser? I think yeah yeah red wine red wine and black yeah same thing yeah so if you're starting a new product start it as a red white and black
3: but now they have can for the summer they've made the uh, red white, and blue cans so looks like you're drinking out of a flag that's nice <laughs> you know patriotic. I hope you said
2: flag <laughs> was there an L in there
3: I I would hope so I would want to drink out of the other thing
2: uh Sandra Bernhardt uh unmasked coming up. make sure you go over to uh, unmasked show on the Twitter or the Ron and Fez show on Gmail I wanted to do uh no, a Google Plus, G-, G Plus. Circle Friends. Yeah, I wanted to do a G Plus, the f- the world's first G Plus uh, contest today. Be great. I don't know whether we're going to have time. Trailblazers. But no, uh, none other than Mike Kaka, a man who understands the marketplace, mm-hmm. said this statement. Facebook is dead. Oof, wow. And I go, well, that's a little early. He goes... Look, I'm the one I've got my fucking fingers in the pulse. I came up with cupcakes just as it was breaking. In his place, he's hearing people talking about Google Plus every day. Yeah. They don't talk about Facebook. Wow. Facebook's done.
3: Zuckerberg is in trouble. Um, the Winklevy may get the last laugh.
2: Use the I'm titles kidding. director and co producer, Steve James, and Alex Kotowitz, co producer. He's being very Harpo Marks today. Huh. He will not talk. He's just, uh, he gives me a, a written list, and then I go, the, Steve James is the director and co-producer, and Alex Kotowitz is the co-producer. It's called The Interrupters. And if nothing else, um, head on over to com to check us out. What happens in the south side of Chicago, uh, and you will see it on the news sometimes absolutely frightening stuff. Okay. The violence, uh, murder, crime that takes place there. And these folks, the interrupters, are trying to make it stop. But I will tell you this it sometimes it feels a little like more than we can fucking change. Mm-hmm. It just feels bigger than life that you can change this. And yet, some people get saved through it. So, uh, The Interrupters, new film. Let's bring in the director and co-producer, Steve James, and the co-producer, Alex Kotlowitz.
0: Hang in there, baby. Sooner or later. I know I'll get it right. give up on me, oh please don't give up on me, I know it's late, late in the game, but my feelings, my true feelings, haven't
2: changed. The Interrupters is the new documentary about the south side of Chicago. Uh, Steve and Alex are here with us. First of all, congratulations for uh, shining a light on this and even being able to pull this off. I can't imagine it was an easy documentary
13: to be able to film. Well, in some in some ways it was a hard documentary to film because we were we were trying to get access to some very private and very publicly, you know, uh potentially violent moments. Mm-hmm. So in that way it was hard to film, but I have to say that for Alex and me, this film was such a, an incredible experience because we got to hang out with three people we came to admire tremendously, mm-hmm. Kobe Amin, and Eddie, and the people whose lives they were impacting we came to know as well and and be really impressed with with them as people
2: well why don't you just um talk about the interrupters and what they do for folks that haven't seen this because uh i watched this without knowing much about the topic and was uh let this kind of roll over me uh as it went on and, and and even wondered myself is this a good idea is this a bad idea is it too big of a problem so explain what they do now well, there's this organization in Chicago called uh, Ceasefire, and
11: mm-hmm. what they, they, they view uh, violence as a, a, a public health matter. And what they've done is they've hired, um, T.O. Hardiman, who works for them, came up with this wonderful idea a number of years ago to hire men and women formerly of the street, um, who have respect and savvy out on the streets, who could go out and, and suss out Disputes in their neighborhoods and then go and try to intervene before the disputes turned violent to try to, in their lingo, to sort of interrupt the transmission of violence. Um, and so we spent a year following three of these individuals, Amina Matthews, Toby Williams, and Eddie Bocanegra, uh, as they went about their works sort of, you know, exploring their own personal transformations. They were formally, you know, there wreaking havoc in their communities, and here they are doing this incredible work. Uh,
2: The interesting thing is, right away, there's somewhat of it that reminds me of the AA program, which has worked for so many years, that you're more likely to listen to a person who's been there than you were to listen to a therapist or somebody who has no ideas. And they're able to speak in the same language. But at the same time, the analogy came up with, this is the same way that you would attack disease. And I thought that that was kind of an interesting metaphor.
13: Yeah, I think it's one of the things that's really interesting about the philosophy that underpins the the organization which is to try and take the good and bad out of the equation in terms of judging people in these situations and really look at it as this is a situation much like an infectious disease where violence can be passed along. Might, like disease can from generation to generation, it can infect a community in a sense. And I think what's great about what the interrupters do is is that because they've walked in those shoes, right. they walk into these situations both with uh, the respect and reputation that preceded them in that regard. And the fact that they've changed their lives, they, can, they speak to them not about morality, but about practicality right. as much as anything.
2: So here's the way to just have another tomorrow. And that's the interesting part of it is like you're looking at people who aren't trying to change the big picture because when you look at the big picture of this, it's so overwhelming, so overwhelming. And yet the thing that I loved about your film, and there were times the, in the film I went, I, I don't, you know, when I'm watching the film I go, I don't know what to do about this. You, you can't fix this. And yet when you watch individuals, just a couple people change. That's everything to you. Right. That's everything to you. Right. No, you can see the effect these individuals have on other lives. I mean, uh-huh. they're
11: kind of heroes in their, in their neighborhoods. And you're absolutely right. You go into these communities, and you're overwhelmed by all these forces bearing down on yeah. people. And you see the effect, the, 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 the influence they can have on the lives of these individuals that they're working with. Uh, I mean, they're interrupting lives. Mm.
13: Which doesn't relieve, I think, we feel like, it doesn't relieve us collectively of the responsibility of trying to change some of those big pictures. Right. But, but what was so inspiring was seeing that despite all that, there are these individuals who can go into situations and make a difference one person at a time.
2: And that has to be done, uh, because like you said, this has been around in this area for generations now generation upon generation upon generation so the kids are entering a world now one of the things i also love is that you have elementary school children who don't have it yet they have it around them but you realize that if these kids don't either a get out of that environment or B, have that environment change; they are going to be one of the casualties.
13: I mean, it it is it becomes this fertile ground for where the violence comes from. I mean, mm. you see this at one point in the film when some kids are brought together for a peace summit over a situation that became world news, where this kid in Chicago, Darren Albert, was beaten to to death after school in a gang altercation. It really wasn't a formal gang, but it was a group of kids from different neighborhoods. Anyway. You see that what these kids are up against, which is they feel like they're sort of living in this almost Darwinian environment, where if they're not the toughest, or if they at least don't present themselves as the toughest, they're going to get eaten. And and what the interrupters are trying to do is get them to take a longer view of this, which is okay. So you prove yourself to be tough, and you end up at twenty years in prison, or you end up dead. Right? Is that really the best choice in this situation?
2: Well, particularly when kids have been raised in an environment where prison happens. So they don't grow up the way that most of us grow up where prison is the worst thing that you can imagine. Right. They almost look at prison like it's the army, like you might have to go and do time there and it kind of proves something right. when you come back out with these you know, kind of stripes uh, it also gives you a new place of respect. So prison does not have the same evac- effect on these young people um, that it should the, the whole reason that we have prisons is lost on them it is. I mean, on on one hand,
11: you're right that it can be a badge of honor, but it was mm-hmm. also clear to us, you know, spending time with the three interrupters that we did, two of them served fairly long stints in prison, and it was a time for them when they really reflected on their own lives, when they were able to sort of pull it together, and I think, uh, uh, you know, really sort of figure out who they really were. I mean, Eddie Bocanegra, who, you know, committed murder when he was 18, I mean, the ultimate human act and spends 14 years in prison and during that time he went in an angry young man i mean he talks about that but he came out of it you know really changed i mean i wouldn't say by the prison experience but he had this moment when he really could reflect on what he had done
2: and sort of what lie ahead for him there was some kind of moment of clarity for him and I'm not even sure where he thinks it, but he decided, I'm going to give my life over to service. I am going to serve uh because of what he did, what he now feels. And the thing that I thought was so impressive about him is that this was a self-sentence. This is something that he decided himself. That if a judge said, you have to spend the rest of your life going around and doing this, I don't think that you would have him. But for he for, for it to have come for him, his own clarity, I thought was one of the most moving things that I've ever seen.
13: Well, and that's the thing. It's like, what you're seeing Eddie go through in this film, this, this sort of trying to grapple with what he has done and what does he do with it now, and seeking redemption through this work. Mm-hmm. It's what Kobe and and Amina both went through in the past. We hear about it. We hear about how they came to that place, too. And I think that's one of the more powerful incentives for the people that do this job. Because for a lot of them, you think about it, you come out of prison, uh, what are your job options? Right. And for the interrupters, um, this kind of serves double duty. It's it's actually work where their their resume in particular right. actually makes them employable in this work. And, of course, on a deeper level, it gives them this opportunity to undo some of the havoc they were part of creating in their former lives.
2: So that's a way that people in the community can try to uh, get involved. But How about people that live there in the state, or in that city, because if you go just miles away, it's some of the sweetest, easy-going places, beautiful little shops and restaurants. So it, it really isn't so much about place. They're so close to being there. And you always think to yourself, hey, you guys could get out of that neighborhood It never occurs to people. So what could people do from the outside to help, do you think? How can just regular citizens who go, man, I don't want to turn on the TV and hear about some kid getting killed accidentally in a drive-by? Well, look, I mean, I think there are ways that people can go
11: into these communities and mentor. I Mm -hmm. mean, they can't obviously be the same kind of mentors that Kobe, Eddie, and Amina are because they don't come from that place. But the... There are ways, I think, that people can go in and sort of, you know, work with especially young people in these communities. I think the other part of it is to find a way to make this part of the public conversation again. I mean, we, you know, politicians run for office. We don't – not only don't we hear about the violence, but we don't hear about all those other issues that you talked about earlier. Mm -hmm. Um, And so to make that part of the political – conversation, I think, is essential. And who better to do that than people who are in positions of, of power and influence?
13: Or you, and, you, and if you have resources, you can donate to some uh, organization that's really grappling with this, because a lot of these organizations, we're not just talking about ceasefire, they need resources, right. they need right. help. Yeah. And, and so I think people can go in their wallets, too. That's something they could do. Uh,
2: Barack Obama gets elected president. He's from that area. You would think that this would have somehow raise the water and all the boats would come up but do they do the kids of that area seem to think that there's a bigger country that are a part of or they just see neighborhood oh i i think
13: i think there's there was a tremendous amount of pride Mm -hmm. in the election of barack obama and you know obviously not just in chicago but all across the country in in the african-american community no question um but i do think that that does feel fairly disconnected from their day-to-day lives you know they they they, you know they may think that you know it's possible to now to be african-american kid and become president but they don't necessarily think it's possible to be who they are and where they are and get get there so at
2: some point the hope thing is lost they're just part of this neighborhood i mean it, it really is difficult i think for any kid to see above the horizon and when some of the kids get lectured about, hey, someday you're going to be my age. I remember hearing that when I was a kid and it just meant nothing to you. It but but,
13: but I, do think, I do think one thing that we discovered in making the film is is that even though there's a, there's a lot of sense of frustration and paralysis in these mm-hmm. communities to deal with some of this stuff, they haven't lost hope. People haven't completely lost hope. And that's what the interrupters and other people who do this kind of work bank on is, is that somewhere in there, is this hope and desire to not live the life that's sort of been handed to them? And you see it in the film with with the intermedi- with the mediations that our interrupters do. You meet people in this film that I think that you would never think could be saved. And by the end of the film. You know, you've seen them turn a corner. There's
2: one gentleman in particular, and I don't want to give it away, but I owned a comedy club, and this guy could have walked in. Right. And yes. right, right.
13: He should have his he, own he, movie. Um, yeah, we, we th- think, he should. We yeah. think he's going to have his own reality yeah. show yeah. when this is... Uh, 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 he really is. should.
2: But, I mean, at the opening scenes, again, not to give the thing... He walks outside on the street with a gun looking around, like it's the Old West. Right. And you're like, well, this ends bad. But you... And we thought it was going to end bad then. Sure, <laughs> sure. Yeah, for everybody. I mean, everybody... In that scene, if you were holding a camera, it might have been the time to leave yeah. and say we're going to shoot somewhere else. But somewhere inside, them, just when he found out that somebody was going to buy him lunch right, I thought right, was right. one of the most <laughs> right. amazing things ever <laughs> right. because people don't buy him lunch. People right, don't want to sit right. down and talk to right. him. You're right, you're
11: absolutely right. And I don't think you're giving anything away by saying, yeah. here's a guy who was on the ledge. I mean, he was yeah. about to go kill some folks. I mean, yeah. and Kobe goes there to try to get him off that ledge. And you can see Kobe is completely at a loss. I mean... There's a point when Kobe's got his head down, he's looking at the ground, he doesn't know what to do, and Flamo, the yeah. man we're talking about, at one point says, man, what are you going to do for me? What are you going to do for me? You're going you to take me out to lunch? You're going to take me out to lunch now? Yeah. And it's clear, he's just asking for somebody just to pay attention
2: to him, to spend some time with him. Just to hear him, just to be a part yeah. of that. And the the thought of going to lunch was just <laughs> uh, that bit of attention that was a life changer, that, that he did matter at that second
13: as much as i love that scene we all love that scene um in some ways i don't want to give too much away but the next time we meet flamo is particularly poignant because at that point you see what came out of that lunch in essence Mm -hmm. which is the wheels start to turn for this guy
2: right and slowly start to turn and that's why it reminded me of in a 12-step program because part of it part of a 12-step program is People fall backwards, and they might fall backwards twelve times, ten times, but they have a place to go and be heard. They have a place to go where someone says, "You are welcome here." When if you look at who's telling these kids you matter, now it is gangs, right. and it's it. It's probably not a bad survival instinct if you're a kid and you weigh ninety five pounds to join a gang. And have some people watch out for you so you can get to school safe and back safe. And, you know, you have people to interact with. So the gangs do the smart social thing right off the bat.
13: But, you know, the other thing that we discovered in making this film and and is that even though everything you said is true, a lot of times what these disputes are about are not gang issues at all. Their personal issues. And they can appear quite petty. They can be over $5 or somebody bumped into you. It can be anything. But I think one of the things you get, I think, from watching this film is that when it's something that seems petty, it's the end of something much more complicated and long running that's Mm -hmm. going on. It may be a feud in some cases, but more profoundly, I think, it's, it's people's lives where they feel pushed to the edge in so many ways that when something as petty as someone bumping into you can provoke you to violence.
2: Well, what I think happens with that is, if I bumped into you, we would both say excuse and go on. We're not thinking in that moment. We This is learned behavior that we had our whole life that you could be bumped into by me without thinking of, hey, does this mean something worse? When you, at a very early age, I think that if you're taught, The world isn't safe, it's very tough to shake that. It takes a lot of work to get beyond the initial stuff that happens right. at an early age. And these are also communities where it's not easy to get respect. You know, you, you're you living with, you know, you
11: look around you, as you said earlier, you know, you look around and there's no sense of future, no sense of getting right. out of here, and so you're looking for respect, maybe in all the wrong places. And so somebody bumps into you, and man, you've disrespected me, what's this about? And as you say, it's learned behavior, one of the first things. But, but
13: it's also, it's also, as Amina says at one point, I think quite poetically in the film, she sort of takes you through uh, what leads up to that moment, for a fictitious you know, kid, an iconic situation, which is like you, gr- you get up in the morning you 're wearing your your nephew 's clothes there 's nothing for breakfast uh, someone 's abused you know, your mother. You you get to school. So if you're living in a world where all of this stuff is going on and you're, you're you, that's the burden you you bring to school with you, then that also complicates and yeah. it can lead, as she says, to this 30 seconds of rage where you do something that could possibly end your life or alter your life for the, for the rest of your life.
2: Well, you said that she says that poetically, but she says a lot of things poetically. <laughs> she <laughs> is like a living, walking poem, and it's hard to believe it's all improvised.
13: Right. She's yeah. extraordinary. Well, the writing on it was tough, but we... <laughs> (laughs) (laughs)
2: She is such an extraordinary person and uh, carries herself into some very dangerous places without fear. Absolutely. With uh, at least no shown fear. Frustration sometimes, but not fear. Uh, But didn't you think that so many of the kids just seem fatigued? I mean, so many of the young kids that I noticed in this film it looks like it's all been too much for them to carry, like they need somebody right. to pull some of this weight off them. You're not running into kids that it seemed to me that are just all pumped up and filled with summer excitement and some of that spills into bad stuff. These kids seem weighed down, and it had a, uh, oh, a Beirut feeling for me uh-huh. occasionally. Right. And those are the same problems over there. I don't think it's that much difference that, Whatever is the beefs happened generations ago, and how you were supposed to handle it now happened generations ago. There's a lot to break here.
11: Yeah, I think that's a really keen observation. I think you're right that you look at those kids, uh, and they look, they look tired. They look weary. Yeah. They, look, they look like they've just been carrying too much around with them.
2: Yeah, they certainly didn't have the look of kids that were going to start rapping or, you know what I mean? The hip-hop kids that you find and put something else in. They seem beat down like they've been in prison for a long time, and these are the kids that are
13: out. Well, Um, you know, and the other thing is I think we're in these communities today, you know, having shot this film, and this was the same kinds of communities that I was in, you know, back in 87 when we started Hoop Dreams. Right. And... You know, a lot has changed and a lot has not changed, and and some of the change has really been for the worse. I mean, the, the whole economic crisis, the housing crisis, the foreclosures, the lack of jobs... I mean, we're living in a very, very tenuous time right now for America as a whole, and particularly for these communities. And yeah. I think they, I think they're bearing the weight of all that as well.
2: Well, shit, we're always rolled downhill. There's no doubt about that. And they're going to. These are people that when they lose a job, there's no nest egg. There's no, hey, we're going to come back out of this. Maybe we'll cut back a little here because when you're right on that edge, uh, a little bit means everything. Right. You know. So yeah, there is definitely a. There's a need for more hope. There's no doubt about it. Uh, Something else happens in the film of bringing people back that have committed crimes and letting them meet the people they committed the crimes against. I thought it was, I mean, if the film was just about that scene, it would (laughs) have just been phenomenal to me. Because I I don't remember seeing that done before outside of a courtroom. You know, again, it goes back to that thing. If a judge sentences you to do this, uh, it's punishment. But when the the young man carried himself in there, let himself hear the pain that he caused. And then for both victim and aggressor to cross into something else was phenomenal.
13: Well, it's like and I think that for little Mikey, you're talking about Mm. this kid who came out of a juvenile prison. He went away for three years for this armed robbery that. Literally terrorized this barbershop. That's what right. you learn when this woman really lays out to him what she went through and how she still lives with it. And I think for little Mikey, it's like he needed to do that to now move on with his life. And you know what? She needed it. Right. She did need to it to move on with hers. She
2: needed. Uh, uh, this was another person who needed to be heard. If and and the and as soon as she was able to do that she could move over a little bit again and again i don't know if there needs to be forgiveness you don't always have to forgive people who've done something aggressive about you but i i think the fact that she saw that it was even less personal because he he wasn't really there at the time i mean he wasn't connected right in fact he
11: says to kobe afterwards he didn't remember any of those people and of course they remember it as every single moment yeah
2: yeah and for him, it wasn't a personal moment, but for him to be able to say, all right, you're getting in there and you're acting like something you've seen in movies and we've all watched, I mean, we would all know how to go in and hold up a bank. You know what I mean? <laughs> we've seen it enough. So he's acting that way, but to them, this is the realest thing that's ever happened, and he did need to hear that. And it was, it might take years for that lesson to come around for him. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if he got it 100% that day.
13: Well, but I think what really impressed us was he walked into a situation, he had no idea how it was going to go. You know, he had rehearsed his speech clearly. Right. He'd probably been rehearsing it since prison, what he was going to exactly say. And so he delivered his little speech, heartfelt though, though it was. Yeah. And then she gave it to him. And and the look on his face, he took it. He, and he took it humbly. Right. And, and you know, we've met people, Kobe knew little Mikey back before he went to prison and we've met people since that knew Lil mikey before he went to prison and people tell us he was one badass kid yeah he was a badass kid and he is a completely transformed guy today he's worked you know well i would not want to give it all away but you know he's doing great things he's trying uh <laughs> and working
2: on a daily basis these things have to uh you know when you've got any kind of behavior stuff you're, you can't guarantee that the next 10 years are going to great, go great. You can only work on uh, today. But the interrupters themselves, they don't work with the police. No. And how are the police viewing them? I was kind of interested whether the police see this as a positive, a negative, or what. You know, I think it's a mixed bag. I mean, you hear from some of the police, they, they call them hug-a-thugs,
11: you know, mm-hmm. and kind of don't believe that they're really out of the game. But, you know, I talked to a commander on on the west side who... Who said that, you know, he so respected what they did is when they would have a shooting, they would go, you know, respond to the crime. And then once they got all, collected all the evidence, he'd pull his men out and call ceasefire and ask the interrupters to come in and sort of do their thing, to go out and talk to people in the community, make sure there wasn't any retaliation. So I think it's it's mixed. And, and you're right, the interrupters walk a very fine line. They don't want to be seen working with the police i mean that's really important to them in fact one of the things that was key is when we were out there you know they had to make sure that people didn't think we were
2: the cops uh, sure uh, why and, why wouldn't they right you know uh, do we look like cops yeah you do know, yeah. guys actually to me every white guy from chicago looks like a cop i don't know what it is and um, we're not <laughs> even irish <laughs> definitely not irish um but you know they, the, the cops could use them. They have to be looking out for that. And then they could also know stuff that they could share with the police, could help the police, but then think, well, that's not our position. It's very tough.
13: No, I think in a way, they, 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 they almost have to be, they're, they're kind of like street therapists in, in this sense that the relationships they develop around a situation... Are such that they they have to be careful about what they share with anybody, mm-hmm. and they have to honor that the integrity of that you know honest you know sharing that goes on about a situation. And they were, you know it was interesting because even with us, and not even you know when we're filming with the interrupters and asking about a given situation, they would be very vague about the details of a situation. Even with us, because they, it's built it's sort of burned into them not only from their past life but from the work they're doing now is is that it's not about all those details you're trying to you're trying to interrupt a situation and get it to change so you know you're not going to talk about the fact that the guy has weapons in his home they're Kobe wouldn't yeah. tell us that because he he's just it's it's burned into him that you don't share those kind of details with anybody outside the person you're dealing with
2: It's an extraordinary film, and it's so fragile. I mean, what they're doing is great, but at the same time, it even comes up, if even one of these guys is caught dealing dope or gets involved in a violent crime themselves, they could bring all the interrupters down. Um, But we know that just straight police work hasn't worked for generations, because they go in, they grab people, they pull them out, and a new one comes along. I'm sure... It's got to be a hundred different things to pull this around. But then again, look at Northern Ireland, you know. And in our lifetime, did we ever think there would be peace in Northern Ireland? So you can't give up. Giving up is not an option. Uh, I'm... Highly recommending this uh, movie to everybody out there. This is one I think that you need to see. There are going to be times in this movie that you're going to feel overwhelmed, like this is too big, and other times where you're like, "There's some some light shining." But I don't think that you guys sugarcoat this. I think you lay it out for the way it is, and and show uh, some possibilities to move up and out of this. Well, thank you. Uh, Thanks. It's a large problem, and it's just not a Chicago problem. This is an American problem. And uh, theinterrupters.com, um, go over, check out the trailer immediately. It, inter- it opens in New York City Friday, July 29th at the IFC Center. And then you guys are going to be rolling this out around the country. Absolutely. Nationally. Um, thanks so much for stopping in.
1: Thanks, thanks for having, having us. It. Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. make my five and I'm embarrassed to say so I'm embarrassed that I did not make my five it's perfect do not be embarrassed by your own five. you know you're on my side a lot like you're an interrupter for me or you try to tell me how I know Fez is gonna be in this today because he realizes he's gonna go with a whole show and not make it and he's over adjusting his mic but he's we're coming into three hours yeah now uh, here's what we're gonna do Google+ Plus. Your chance. Go in that prize closet. I know we got some signed Rana Fez. Uh, What I like to call is rock gear. Gear.
3: Yeah, Mm -hmm. come on. You know you just want
2: it. Um, But your five. Your stone's five. To beat my five. You saw the stuff that I laid out there. I did what I had today. Google Plus, you are the future. Mm Mm-hmm. That's right. About time we destroy Facebook, Twitter, everything else. We just have to constantly, every couple of months, eat our own. Yeah. Move into it.
3: Without a doubt. And then just move to the next new thing. Foursquare got left in the fucking dust.
2: It did? I thought it was bigger than ever. I thought it was selling for billions.
3: Yeah, all, all these things sell for billions. They do? They, well, they get investments in billions of dollars. No one actually, fucking, they don't sell them at the point. It's a
2: great place to lose money. <laughs> you are really excited about the future? Um, I believe Jennifer's stopping in today. She oh. just sent me a thing last night. I think she's got 25 websites now or yeah. ways to reach her. It's, uh, it gets to be too much, right?
3: It's a, she's like a webmaster. Right? Right. She has all these fucking websites going back and forth.
2: And you think that she's crossing a line even with the way she dresses online? And well, I'm just what saying, she's doing.
3: we've seen those treadmill videos, Ron, and I think they're a bit unconventional. She's and,
2: made a new treadmill
3: video. Oh, racy, racy videos. I don't understand her.
2: Well, maybe she needs an interrupter. Maybe it's a person <laughs> like yourself who's been there. We're now, by the way, you know, the guy from Hoop Dreams comes in here, um, Steve James, which Hoop Dreams is one of my all-time favorite. Uh, and then he says to me, I never even thought of that analogy about uh, AA. I'm going to use that. Thanks. I'm like, how do you not think of it? It's exactly what it is. Come on, man. And then you start to think to yourself, why can't I take these guys on the road and explain their movies to people? I oh, know I know. I can just sit here and do it from a radio show. <laughs> just said signal out. Uh, we've talked to, I think, now more documentary filmmakers than any radio show in history. Oh,
3: we've loaded up. It's crazy. Yeah.
2: Uh, Murder's
3: um, Row of documentary filmmakers.
2: Got some nice Goog Plus comments in the documentary interview. I don't even know what that means, Goog Plus. That's a circle. Yeah, but why would that. Oh. Okay, so they say it in that thing um, right, we're trouble having putting on our post up, but all you Google plusers this is your chance this is your chance to pull it down plus time This is the first Google plus contest exclusive contest in the history of radio we're yeah, doing, that's right we're that's right
3: it We're number one
2: Well, we're number one, and there's not yet a number two because we're finally trying to get a hold of the fucking curve. We're the last person in each thing up to now. We need a leader. We're hanging on for a leader. You're on the Run of Fez show.
8: Yeah, I got a story from Saturday night. Maybe you could help get Fez back into the show. I was down at Atlantic City for a bachelor party, and 11 of us pile into an elevator at resorts, and we get stuck in the elevator.
2: How long were we in there?
8: We were only in there for about five minutes, but everybody started panicking right away, hitting the buzzer, picking up the telephone. No one answered the phone. The buzzer did nothing elevator drops about half a floor we're only on the second floor so Mm -hmm. it dropped like dropped half a floor doors open up for a second and this one guy started panicking he jumped out of the doors in between floors and jumped out of the elevator
2: you know people have been uh killed when they do shit like that but to me 11 is too many for an elevator why wouldn't you just say hey there's six of you guys in there. I'm going to catch the next elevator. What is the fucking hurry? Go down style.
8: Well, it was the whole crew. We we all uh, you know, some of the guys were gacked up. They jumped in the elevator all all fucked up. All the uh, m-
2: when you're gacked up, it's m- all <laughs> more reason not to be stuffed into yeah. a tight fucking situation.
8: I I was surprised because I actually was pretty calm with it. and Usually I'm I'm really panicky,
2: but Well, sometimes uh, when other people panic, you have to stay calm. You know what I mean? Because that you know if other people will come then you can panic but when you're in a panic situation you got to lower it down and start thinking about survival
14: i would have been yeah. climbing over bodies there he oh, is even if there was right no least. place to go i would have been climbing over bodies
2: but you're not helping fezzy what took you three hours to get in here today
14: just um crazy panic again what's wrong dude i don't know it's just a you nightmare gotta know. you gotta let us know so we know how to help you It just starts, it starts building up as soon as I open my eyes
2: in the morning. Well, it's that bad, huh? That's after I eventually go to sleep. Are you happy later? You pulled him in here and now he's crying.
8: I didn't want him to cry, but I just want to Mm -hmm. tell you, Fez, when you're actually in the panic situation, you can deal with it. Because I was in the stuck elevator and I pulled through.
2: Let's get Fez in a stuck elevator. That's what we're going to do. You know, The Onion has done one of the surveys, and you love surveys, right, Sure, yeah. They're doing a new study on the way people like yourself that are claustrophobic act in a caught underwater elevator. And it looks like they're going to panic pretty strong. But The Onion is really leading us right now (laughs) in the underwater claustrophobia thing.
14: I would say it would probably be at about 100%. Right. I just saw some headline. I don't even know where it was. But uh, let the, me guess. Yahoo News? Um, I have... Uh, Yahoo! I, I just saw someone else using a computer, and the headline was, um, uh, building experts say the skyscraper was shaking because of a typhoon class going on. Mm-hmm. That there was...
2: You There's know, give the, and take to large buildings. They sway. Just like the Stone Song is part of my list. Now, you go over to the Ron and Fez on google plus and i understand from this you not only will see my list then you put up your own list and you will be able to compete against other lists
3: that's right you get to share
2: we will pick then our top list and off you go uh by the way uh the next mess that we're doing uh with sandra bernhardt i'm really looking forward to because I, I always thought she had a Mick Jagger look about her she had uh, jagger lips oh no, yeah hell yeah Sexy. You can't. That works, right? Yeah. You know, people are always fucking unhappy when they when they're born with those kind of lips, no, and no. then people like them though.
14: Just wait it out. Trust us, it'll get better. And um, she put out her own version of sympathy for the devil one time. Good fact.
2: Racing a fun fact. Uh, Bill, you're on the Run of Fez show.
5: Hey, Ron. Speaking of lists, I was wondering if you could give me your top five documentaries.
2: I'm not going to do two uh, fives back-to-back. Now, I will say this. I don't even know if I can come up with my five this summer. It's been an incredible summer of documentaries, or rockumentaries, as my friend Stan calls them.
3: Yeah, rockumentaries.
2: You like that because you like a rockumentary, which is a documentary about rock music.
3: Mm -hmm. Without a doubt. Who doesn't love a nice rockumentary?
2: Your generation. The (laughs) fact that you don't even have a rock station in fucking New York City that plays the rock of your generation oh yeah that, that's just fucking dead and gone sad what is rock music yeah
3: <laughs> or your generation uh, you just hip hoppers it's the hip-hop thing really has a fucking and um the yeah, hip-hop is the overwhelmingly most that's like pop our pop music is fucking hip-hop what and mean? the stuff that people like and then there's underground hip-hop people are really into It's just
2: hip-hop is fucking. what's the underground hip-hop scene let me in on it what um, are you talking about? like fighting cats <laughs>
3: Actually, the, the one uh, one label just died, actually. Def Jux. That was the Underground Hip Hop Hipster fucking label. So yeah. I had to see him go. Are
2: you considering yourself a hipster now? These days, a, you're no, finally coming a, around and embracing no, not, the hipster not, thing. I mean, you I'm got not, ironic not. facial hair. Ironic? It's um, just not shaping. I know. That's the irony of it. <laughs> you're wearing, obviously, you wear a lot of ironic shirts. Mm-hmm. The blue blockers are pure well, irony. The fucking blue blockers look good. The There's ponytail no irony. is irony. They like the ponies. I think it looks good. I got great hair. I didn't think that you were the type of person who cared about looking good. Oh come on! Look at me. Obviously, See, I'm going to give you Hicks and his friends. They're not into things they're into with air quotes things like like it a lot. So they like I love this band. By by saying that, it means they're making fun of love. Now Paul Provenza and I talked about the end of sincerity. <laughs> That you can't sit here in this generation. When I said, you know, when I was growing up, I loved the stones. I'm fucking serious when I said that. Thank God for the stones. I fucking needed the stones. Thank God for Neil Young in my life. What would I have done? But these guys only love with the air quotes, which is why they're not, they can't really have real relationships even with other people because everything is ironic and superficial.
14: They're incapable of any love.
2: Well, it's like AI, all right? They're Mm. not real, but their love is. But uh, to be uh, capable of love, you have to choose to love, to sincerely love something. Of course, they're human beings. It's not that they're incapable. They choose not to make themselves so vulnerable as to love something, because then later somebody will go, "Uh, here's your favorite band, (laughs) and show them wearing all white suits or something (laughs) and make the person feel bad about themselves. Hey, Todd, you're on Fez.
4: Yeah, Ronnie, uh, it's only a million bucks. And, and I know you said you didn't want to do another list today, but I think this one might be well worth it. Uh, I'd love to know your top five, top five Fez moments of all time.
2: Uh, personally, I know number one is when he brought me the magazine to the hospital. Because I was at my lowest, I mean, you know, vulnerable in Ronnie B. We don't even think of it that way. Mm-mm. I am vulnerable. Uh, wearing one of those backwards fucking gowns. Oh, Jesus. Just had woken up, wasn't taking any medication. Refused medication. And when I look up, and coming through a golden light was Fez Watley carrying a Sports Illustrated taking my mind off the pain. I'll never forget that moment. I
14: wasn't there. I didn't go to the hospital.
2: All right, then I don't have any of my top five. I got an empty top five. Uh, Tom, you're on manifest. Hey,
4: gentlemen. You know, I was thinking uh, in relation to the documentaries of the
3: summer, Mm. perhaps like Project Nim, we could have Project Fez where different families adopt him and he goes to live with people and he learns how to interact and be a human and talk.
2: I don't want this to be the part of the show that becomes the advice show. Um, Obviously, he's not going to take advice. Probably And I think it's crazy to get into that. But, you know... The thing that turns against Fez, too, is when he doesn't get involved in the show from the early, early parts. And I know you, you were upset because ONA teased you a little bit today. Yeah. But I am telling you this. I talk to those guys all the time. They love you. They adore you. If they tease you, it's just teasing. It's not real. Right. I try to tell
14: myself that. It feels it, though.
2: What did they say that hurt you so bad? Because, you know, I was on my way here. Did they say that you ate a bowl of shit, or what did they say?
14: No, it was just, you know, it but was... can give me- you
2: understand that I just said something outrageous, and you're uh-huh. not even paying attention to it, like Hicks is laughing, but you acted like I didn't even say it. All right, go back and say the real... I'm just saying sometimes I say nutty things. That's all. I'm just pointing it out to you. So go ahead. Right. Well, the blueberry
14: bit got played again for no reason, and... Can I ask you a question, and that bothers
2: you, right? Yeah. Why is the blueberry bit still in there? Do you think anyone would have stopped you from stealing it the last couple of months? Yeah, I
14: hadn't thought but of that.
2: Why would you leave the bit there if it bothers you so? Then Opie would have said, get me the blueberry bit. And we go, going, I can't find it. Well, you guys are assholes. He wouldn't even have thought Fezzwatley's pulled off the perfect crime, stealing the blueberry bit. So there's one way that you can protect yourself. And what else happened?
14: And then there was, L.P. made a comment at the end of the show where, you know, it was Jimmy's birthday, we which is it? happy birthday to Jim Norton. And That's you saying that now? Yeah, that's me saying it now. Where did you get Jimmy? I didn't get Jimmy anything.
2: Can I tell you something perfect? What's that? Frame that Lady Gaga poster for him. He's still waiting for it. And then present it.
14: And then Opie was just like, you know, I hope Fez doesn't mind someone else getting attention today. What? Uh, I have no idea why that got said. I'm gonna Because get, I, I really, you know, what get nervous about the attention. Especially when the attention is on the blueberry bit one more time.
2: Why would you let anyone know that the blueberry bit bothers you? You could have acted like, yeah, that bit's great, then came back and stole it. And then you could be like, Where's my blueberry bit? I love that bit. (laughs) He's like, I don't know, Fez, we're looking for it. By the way, today is also Lisa Lampanelli's birthday. Mm -hmm. I don't want to steal any fucking moments from anybody, but happy birthday, Lisa. It's it is happy, funny, aggressive comedian day. And Brian May. Same thing. How do you figure?
14: I don't know. I was just making a joke. How's the joke work? That he's actually not a comedian or aggressive. He's uh,
2: incredibly tall,
14: though. Oh, yeah. He's oh, an yeah. aggressive
2: guitar player. You know, a lot of people make fun of Queen, but, but Brian May can fucking play the guitar. Then he comes in here, and I don't know what he was showing us. All so fucking speak and spell things from the 1910s, <laughs> it's
3: like 1800s. Fucking he was crazy as shit. Yeah.
2: But I'm like, yeah, I'll have, I'll take the experience of <laughs> talking nutty sure. with him. I don't care. Fuck it. It's Prime May in here. He's awesome. He was talking to me about starting a new Queen with me. Really? Yeah, it was just me me singing the Queen songs, and I said, okay, but it's gonna be lower.
3: Was he cool with that? No. What the fuck is this problem? He
2: says vocally is one of the things people like about Queen. Whatever.
3: I think you do just a fine job.
2: We're the champions, my friends. Hey everybody. So you had a bad day today, fuzzy. Yeah. And who are you blaming? Where are you putting your blame?
14: I blame it on myself. Where's your real blame? Well, I feel like you got teased today. Yeah, the O and A show. Would you
2: have done perfectly if you didn't get teased? Yeah,
14: I think so. <laughs> I think I would have. What part? What part bothered you? The attention was, part. Just right. the, the attention was thing the again. first
2: thing. Why is Opie saying those things? Because you heard his feelings that day, right? You haven't said, oh. You and I are cool. You haven't done that. I I accepted
14: the one day when Opie came in and I got upset. I accepted his apology.
2: You don't want to accept his apology. You want to make him think there's no apology needed.
14: But that's basically what I told him. I can't help it if people won't accept my exception.
2: Then you're going to sit and cry. Then you're going to sit and cry if you can't help it. Um, here's uh, Jack. Jack, Herman, Fez.
5: Hey, fellas. Uh, Fez, why aren't you mad at Louis C.K.? I mean, he took your blueberries and that homeless man that you ran into. I mean, go get some uh, royalties from him. He's taking it right from your life.
2: No, because he's making it comedic.
5: Ah... Uh...
2: Did that surprise you that Louis was able to turn both those things into comedy?
14: Uh, no, it didn't surprise me with Louis C.K. The show always the show always has a little something that's going to frighten me, though. I love it, but I watch it on the edge of the couch.
2: Well, the ed- uh, rest of the couch is covered in cat hair and cum. Oh, no. Let's let you get into your head. I'm glad that you're here, Fuzzy. Thank you.
14: There is a Spanish priest who has been accused. He's been thrown
2: out of his church, and he's been accused. All right. Before we get into this, and we don't know what this is about, right? Yeah. The three of us to vote off. How many people think this has something to do with gay? They do this on do. AFV. Why, why, when you haven't been here all day, are you going to open with a gay bit? Oh, uh, sorry. No, you don't have to be sorry. I'm just asking you for the guy who doesn't want to be teased, right? Right. You're going to come in with some kind of pro-gay rant, right? Well, I
14: just thought it was kind of a ridiculous
2: story. I'm sure it is. Go ahead and tell it to us.
14: Well, he's been thrown out of the church. They've accused him of being gay, of having a relationship with a young man. And he wants to defend himself against the gay charges so he can get his priest job back. And he has offered, he said uh, the phrase, um, to undergo tests to measure his anus to see whether it's been dilated or
2: not so the dilation means is something went into his ass
14: yeah made it bigger that's what he's claiming that if he gets
2: I've never heard this done as a test you're kind of testing for ass cherry it's seeing if he still has his ass cherry I didn't know such a test existed
14: so but he's willing to he's willing to have ass play done to him in order to prove that he's not gay I think just kind of putting that out there as a possibility might just go ahead and show that you're gay. The fact that you want to have someone with a tape measure working your asshole might give them all the evidence that they need. I agree with you, Fez. I mean, he, the, the next thing he could offer is to um, blow someone just to show that he doesn't get erect.
2: Well, you think that you would get erect while you blew someone? If he was attracted, yeah. I don't know if most men, when they're going down on a woman, get erect at the time. That would not prove that that person wasn't heterosexual. That you have to withstand your heart on while you're going down on a woman to prove that you're heterosexual. I think a lot of guys would fail that test. Um, man, a lot of lists coming in on Google+. Fuck you, Facebook. You're as good as dead. Yeah, go to hell. Let's look over some of these. Oh, the, paint it black, give me shelter, midnight rambler, can't hear me knocking, satisfaction. Hmm. Unicorn figurine. Here's her. She seems to be the new talk out there. And I know that because GVAC is already going over. Trying to what I consider breaking the run of Fez Cherry. That's what she has. Jumpin' Jack Flash, Brown Sugar, Satisfaction, Monkey Man, Gimme Shelter. That's a very, very strong list. I can't even believe we never even brought up Brown Sugar. Rorschach has Little TNA, Emotional Rescue, Moonlight Mile, Tumbling Dice, Waiting on a Friend. This is number five. She's my little TNA. This is first. Oh, hi, 80s baby. Come here, 80s baby. I'm going to hug you. Look at all these Hicks. Uh, by damn. the way, Unicorn Figurine is uh, saying that uh, Rorschach is deep-tracking. Gotta be careful with the deep tracking. This is a strong fucking list. I'm still waiting for the judgmental GVACs. Jesus. What's the holdup? Uh, Oscar, you're my defense.
4: Hey, Ronnie, one time I took a really big shit. and I think I stretched my ass cherry out. Am I gay?
2: It seems like you are for. I think purposely uh, holding it. Uh, Howard, you're running Fez.
4: Yeah, I just want to know, does Fez realize that he's making you look like a rube?
2: I am a fucking rube, dude, when it comes to Fez Watley.
4: Because, I mean, he's getting paid for four hours of work. He does one. You carry the load. And he said, I mean, he's got the greatest job in the world. And, I mean, you're doing all the work. He's a genius. He is a genius. He
2: is, but here's the weird thing. Even on a day today when he's taking off, people say, well, you cock block fez. I'm like, please come in. I, Honest to God, I don't think I talk to him any crazier than I talked to Stan. What up? I bust Stan's balls. What? But somehow he rolls and says crazy little things <laughs> and gets his way out of it. I never saw Stan in a freeze. What's Do you a fr- freeze? Fuck no. Freeze frame. Jake, Alice, Pam? Sure, yeah. <laughs> mm. I'm linking the list here. Listen to a uh, man. Now I feel worse and worse about not having jumped Jack Flash on my list. Listen, don't you feel bad? That's your own personal five. Listen, Orion, Sweet Virginia, it's all over now. Midnight Rambler, L- Loving Cup, Tumbling Dice. That could easily have been my le- list. What the fuck? And I don't see Mr. G-back, Mr. Oh, it takes me weeks, and then I still don't do it. Oh, g Jim, Chicago, you're on my face.
4: Hey, Ronnie, today's the day. You just got to hand over to Stick. He's either going to rise to greatness or he's going to drown.
2: You no want to stick, Fezzy?
4: You? No, no, don't ask him. You just got to walk off. You with me, Pepperyx, on this one?
2: I don't know. You're crying right now, Fez. What's that got you crying? The word stick? I can't hear you. That I should be able to take the stick. Do you want the stick? Because Aunt made a joke about the stick today and said, no, Fezzy's not going to be able to take the stick. You want to hear what they said? What do you want? What do you want? You want the stick?
14: Oh, What's let's hear what they ha- said.
2: I'm gonna wrap? No. I don't yeah. want this to be a sad day. I want it to be a happy day. What's going to make Fez happy? Jennifer's coming in, I think, today. Although, for making a big deal out of it, she's very, very late. Yeah, what the fuck? Hicks, please, with your fucking anger. Seriously, though. I need an interrupter for you. Just be on time. How hard is that to ask for? You want to see the interrupter movie now? Yeah, I want to take a look at that. By the way, this oh, is Flamo guy. This was yeah, he was fucking funny as shit. <laughs> Dude, I'm not even kidding. They knock at his door. He fucking opens up the door and he's looking around with a goddamn What <laughs> shit! I, um, hey, what's up? It was the funniest <laughs> shit. Then he said something about being and he threw his cell phone in the snow. He looked like Snoop Dogg. <laughs> That's great. That's shit. Because you're crying today and I'm not even used to that. This is worse than you've been in a while. Yeah, just very shaky. I brought in an interrupter for you. It's our old friend Nico. Nico's Mm going to come in here and he tried to work on you for years and it didn't work, right? Yeah. What would you like to talk about? Just not talk today? Just watch today? Uh, Wow, wow, wow. Nico brings Ronnie B a cigar that looks like this had to set you back some real change. It's Dominican Republic. DR, baby. DR. And look at you, you're dressed kind of like a Dean Martin type of thing.
10: Oh, yeah. Well, I'm very excited for the Phil Rosenthal guys from Rockin County representing.
2: Well, Phil Rosenthal also has a Nico personality. Yeah, I'm
10: very excited. He's like probably one
2: of my idols. You've got a Phil Rosenthal delivery. Yeah. Now, the problem is I'm looking at the list. I don't see your name on the list. Who did you go through for this? Uh, what, for the cigar? No, or for, the, for gu- the
10: Phil Rosenthal Mast. Oh, uh, I went through my main man, Chris Stanley. Chris Stanley,
2: <laughs> you know how people have to get on the list, right?
10: They have to send,
2: uh... On Mast Show on Twitter. There is a... You
14: have to be following unmasked Show on Twitter.
2: Nico, you the, told me you had a Twitter account. I do have a Twitter. But do you feel like, oh, I need... To show people that I know Chris Stanley and I got an inside track. I mean, it's one thing to look like swingers, but you're living like it right now, Nico. I'm trying. I'm trying very
10: hard. I'm still, uh, still working with the ladies. How's that working out for you? Oh no, there is none. Not working out at all. Uh, I've given up on the radio business, and I'm going into nursing. So It's
2: very, very weird, because I just came up with a thing of our friend Jennifer needs a producer, and I mentioned your name again, and I go, Buddy may not be interested.
10: Oh, I'm very interested. Is Are you... No, I'm not
2: kidding. You're not kidding? Mm-mm. I am 100% serious. And she goes, well, what kind of guy is him? And I go, the thing about him is he's such he's an organized guy, but then he's a very, you know, much of a character. I never thought of you as the Phil Rosenthal guy. You've always been a huge... This guy's always been a hero of yours? Yes, very much so. Here comes uh, Jennifer now. Wow. Jennifer, Hi. why did you say wow like it's the hottest thing you've ever seen? Oh, please. This is... Remember I told you about Nico? He's here to see Phil Rosenthal today. Hi, Nico. Um, it's nice to meet you. And I was just saying, I go... Because he's going into nursing. and I, This you? is one of the people that I recommended to you as a new producer...
15: Oh, is he the Jewish one? I I don't see people <laughs>
2: oh as being Jewish. I see everybody. I just want to know. Normal.
15: I'm I don't think Jewish. we can ask
10: that.
2: Oh, same clan.
15: Yeah. See, are what? you really going to be a nurse?
10: Oh well, that's the plan. I mean, I, I've tried with radio so much, and there's just I'm getting hit against the wall.
15: Which wall is that?
10: The wall that doesn't produce any results. Oh. Wow.
15: Oh. 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 Oh well, nursing. There's always. A need for People male nurses. People always going to get sick. Yeah, and male nurses, they're, they're, they're terrific. Well, you know, they always need
2: somebody to pick up the head of the bed while they get the bottom. <laughs> I will tell you this, and I was thinking about this uh, yesterday. I had to carry some stuff up the steps. Mm-hmm. And then I remembered, whenever my father needed my help to n- move anything large... Never once in my life did it ever go well and up to the way he thought. He always thought that I was coming in at the wrong direction. No matter what I ever did. I don't have one pleasant memory of a hey, man dad moved the couch and it was fun.
15: Yeah, I, I've never moved a couch.
2: You don't have to, you're a girl. Right. Your breasts would keep you from moving a couch.
15: Well breasts often do keep people from moving things. By the
2: way, your breasts are yeah. becoming a big talk because of everything yeah. that's going on with the website. Mm. Now I brought this up today. Yes. You sent me a thing and you'd sign your name to it and then there have I know be the signature. 40 Here's the different things <laughs> okay. underneath you.
15: Because when I use my BlackBerry, I'm not sure if the signature is under, is on it, comes in the emails, so then I put it there in case it doesn't, but evidently it might. I don't know. I have to send myself one to find out. Now,
2: you said wow when she came in. You're amazed of how attractive she is? Blown away.
15: Oh, please. Why
2: do you think that I would have unattractive friends? I don't fucking play that game. <laughs> yeah. Top notch.
10: Thanks. All your
15: friends.
2: By the way, you can see that he's kind of quirky and weird.
10: He and is, and
15: he's wearing a hat. Is that because instead of a yarmulke?
10: Well, that's instead of uh, hair.
15: Oh, oh, I see. Okay. Oh, wow. Well. It's a cool
10: hat, though. Yeah. Yeah, it is cool. I got it in, in uh, New Orleans. Do you no. golf? A little bit. Do you no. look like a golfer's hat there. Yeah, I like. I don't. I don't like the sun too much because it burns a lot. No. Oh, You're getting even closer.
15: Did you know that the sun burns?
2: No, that's why they have the term sunburn.
15: Oh. That's
2: where it came from. Thank
15: you. Mm-hmm. Jennifer, what
2: are you up to today?
15: Well, so many things. I have to prep my show. I came here. I worked out. It's the usual day. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: What is your show going to be about today? Man-hating or? Definitely.
15: No, I like men. mm <laughs> <laughs> oh, why do I say things like she
2: that? She has a very, you know, deep history with men, Nico. Really?
15: No, not Let's at all. Just, I'm a good girl. You know what? I should stay yeah. out of the way
2: and let you interview Nico yeah? to see if you would want him. But that's if they even let you replace your... Yeah,
15: here's the thing. So my my former board op slash producer is gone, and then to replace him requires an authorization from six to 12 people that takes approximately six to 12 months. So things are good. Been through it. Yeah. It's then
2: throw it. It's a nightmare. Yeah, it's a fun... Then what happens is when you even get around to picking the person, yeah. they say to you, dude, I've got to go look for other jobs. This is taking too long. Right. I don't have food.
15: It feels like one giant cock block. What do you think?
2: Absolutely
10: ridiculous. Like, especially just when Dave left, it was like almost immediate. You guys were looking for someone. And how long... It t- took you till like October, November <laughs>
2: to get someone in here. It was awesome awful now when Earl left we never got to replace him No, so we we lost our two guys Yeah, both played mic time with me both were great both knew how I thought and were able to not you know get their little personality you know wouldn't be like you know god damn it (laughs) I can't believe some days Ron yells and other days he's happy. So what? Whatever it is. <laughs> who is it that way, though? Yeah. Stop acting like
15: it matters. Uh, you know, I'm not your dad. I'm your fucking guy that you work with. Right. And I'm only here for four hours. And I'd be worried about anybody who is exactly the same every single day. I'm sure you have a rhythm and a pattern. Right. But nobody is just placid. You, you
2: see, in, in like real life, let's say if you worked in TV for some... If you worked for Regis, right? Yeah. You don't see Regis every day. You work. They tell you, here's the things that Regis needs. And you get, you know, you don't go to Regis. Hey, do you have any ideas for Tuesday? There's other people to handle that. Yes. It's only radio. And you don't do that with Regis because he's a nut. Letterman is a nut. Leno is a nut. So they, they have business people around him. In radio, it's like, oh, all right, the nut gets to make up the thing. And this is why people get their feelings hurt. You can't talk directly to the performer without him acting crazy.
15: No, I don't have a problem with people talking directly to me, so I don't know what that's I know, about you, for you, Ron. No, but I'm saying
2: that's why, they, just like the people who work for you act like, well, this isn't a business. No, Jennifer's never going to set up a business. A lot of things that the performer asks for are crazy, or sometimes a performer will come in and just say to the staff, I stink and the show stinks and it's always going to stink and there's nothing we can do. Who says that? Performers. Re- no, they real, couldn't pop- No. Real performers You can't be do. at that
15: level. No way. You're
2: out of your mind. You've never been around fucking show business. People are, that are yeah. performers are crazy people.
15: Yes, performers are crazy people and I've been around many of them and most are unbelievably insecure but you can't start a show if it's going to stink. You're not starting a show I'm saying the way you talk to the staff. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay, that's fine.
2: This is why I don't think it's going to work out for you, Nico. with Nico.
15: and me? Yeah. Well, I just my issue with Nico is that he wants to be a nurse.
2: What's that? Why is it an issue? Because it, why
15: is he then working on my show if he wants to be a nurse? If his true heart and his true calling is to change bedpans, is that a nurse or an orderly.
10: That's that's nurse. Nurse yeah. wiping duty wiping duty off of people. Would you know.
2: be able to? Have you wiped an ass yet?
10: Yes, it's pleasant. I mean, I, I'm a really good wiper. I make sure that thing is spotless. Wait, wait, hold on, wait, wait.
15: It's pleasant, he just mm. said. Well, I meant it's pleasant. That's why I think you'd be good for you. I think that's why he's good to be a nurse because <laughs> I don't know all that many people who refer to wiping duty as pleasant.
2: He's saying it to be crazy and weird. And, oh you know, my he's gosh. Giving you, he's yeah. giving you a place to go. He was
15: giving him material. No. Yeah. Because you know where that could take me to my dead mother.
2: <laughs> <laughs> God, so sad.
15: I know. It's true, though, because when she was at the end of life. Stage and there were issues with pooping. I had to take care of her, so I've been there. Very harsh. Yeah, sucked.
10: Especially the men; they
2: get so embarrassed. I they, don't want to hear anything okay. about it. I'm not like her. I don't want to hear about you okay. mistakenly wiping an ass and hitting balls with it. That <laughs> fucking grosses me out. Shitty balls. Yes, <laughs> shitty balls. Yeah. Uh, I want you to say today's been an extra hard day for Fez. I heard. I when I said some that. stuff about him, he didn't talk for three hours. What happened? He opened with tears.
15: What did they do and to you? And then
2: went back in. I wanted them to take the stick.
15: What did they do to you?
14: It was just um, same stuff coming up about the blueberries, the the bit that you enjoy so much, too. Oh,
15: geez, Why we have to revisit that? I did. I do enjoy I Do you did, want to take I a do. listen
2: to see whether Fez is overreacting? I, didn't, I do. I didn't get a chance to hear it. Let me hear. Um, Hicks, do you have that sheet with yeah, you? right here. All right. Let's see if all the stuff that we should... When people are texting me throughout the show, it's because oh they might need a nurse. <laughs> no, I have to be, uh, I also work as a nurse, so I have to be available to go at any time. I understand. Um,
15: so I want to hear, what did they say?
2: Oh, this on here? No, no. This about, says, this nice. is from Opie. Oh. And it writes, and he writes, Jen rules. What happened to Alexis? She's so full of shit. Um, let's bet. You got a lot of Jew money. How much you want to bet? That's exactly what this says.
15: She left the Take show. The no,
2: no, no. Yeah. We're going to have a bet first.
15: Oh, I'm not a big bet. First of all, I don't gamble. So let's start with that.
2: What's the smallest amount that you could bet for and feel good about?
15: $500. hundred. Five dollars No, nah, just $5. No. All
2: right. So here. I think you're being a troublemaker. Give me $5 right oh, away.
15: Oh, shit. Uh-oh. I owe you $5. Yes, you owe I'll me. Where you is, right is it? i right now. was 500 I never will. Not my way.
2: You want to double down? No,
15: I'm not doubling down. Come on, get down. yourself out of there. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'll, I'll tell you, pay, I'll I'll tell you okay, exactly what pay. the
2: next two Texans will say. Will without say? even looking. I don't know, but if we want to keep doubling down. Oh, God take it.
15: I will not go down this horrible road, but here's $10 oh. just in case. All
2: right. Oh. So you just want to say 10 and then we're even?
15: We're even. We're good. Right.
2: That's nice. The answer Guess is going she, to list she, tonight.
15: She, she, you are with that 10 bucks. No, I going anyway. So this is nice. Who are you going with?
2: Don't worry who I'm going with. I'm I going with know. this person and that. Who are you going you're with? Too fucking First of all, Opie asked you What, that's question. too personal? Yeah. They ask who you're having dinner with? Yes, they ask who I'm having dinner with. Is that's it personal. This is it, yes. Look, I know a lot of famous people. They <laughs> always do. don't like to have me announce that we're friends.
15: Oh, I see. Are
2: they embarrassed? No, but it sounds like name dropping and stuff yeah. like oh,
15: that. Oh, okay,
2: Right. It's hard for me to believe that you have a show, Jim, when you do all these type of things. I know. Uh, hey, did you want to answer Opie's What yeah, Happened to Alexis? Yeah, she quit. She's going on to do solo work. She just had a baby, yeah, and that would be... it's all good. So you say that, and I always try to spin this stuff out to make it sound great.
15: Listen, we we had a really good show together, and she didn't want to do it anymore. There you go. Does it have to be more than that?
2: Whoa, whoa. GVAC has joined... Google Plus. Oh, I'll I have two. Did
15: I invite you, Ron? Did no. I invite you there? I thought I did.
2: Mm-mm. Really? I don't, f- I don't actually do I don't it myself. It. <laughs> I
15: don't understand it. I know it is very
2: it. hard to understand. I don't get it. But I didn't understand Twitter at first either.
15: I love the Twitter. Mm.
2: Mm. Twitter's dead. It's I like yesterday's news. It is not. Yeah. It's really? Yeah. It's about Google Plus. Yeah. Uh, Google Plus. What? Circle Friends.
3: Friend Cir- Circle. That's Blank.
15: it? It's only about the circles, and nobody yeah. knows who circles who's, and who's, and what, and where. Exactly. Hmm. Why, why so Jewish today? You're not always yeah. this Jewish. what? Oh, to go in the eat is a big deal. <laughs> I can't say who I we do. eat with. I want with. you to know that sometimes my husband will say that to me. He'll say, all of a sudden, you're so Jewish. Who, what is well, who are Well, you know, you? the thing
2: is, I know that you fight I'm it because the day you brought your sister I in
15: now Oh, no. I love her. She is just. My sister is so nice. So we're going to probably go to the Canyon Ranch one of these days. And I was saying I wasn't sure that I could go because I'll have to take a day off work. And my sister said, "If you don't go, I don't go either, because we're a team." I was like, "Okay, thank you."
2: And then did you say to her, "Did you see me not say that? <laughs> all right, so you do. You, know.
15: you know, I love that very, very much.
2: And I wouldn't do it in front of your sister.
15: <laughs> Why not? I didn't
2: want to make a funny face in front of her.
15: <laughs> she wouldn't have minded. Um, She's used to living next door to me.
2: Yeah, and, oh, I'm you, all. You teeth. live next door to your sister? Yes. What are you fucking? Everybody loves Raymond, neighbor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes. All right, let's see what. Don't uh, be so
15: judgmental. We're just close.
2: Beast of Burden is Divax number five. I find this hard to believe.
15: Is this only Stone songs? Yes. Happy is number
2: four. Mm. That almost made mine, but I didn't want to come off as too fucking cool. Uh, Torn and Frayed, three.
15: Ron, I've asked you over and over again if we could please have a James Taylor day. And yet, it just doesn't seem to happen. And I don't know what I have to do to make that happen.
2: If you make out with Nico, I'll do Jinx. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> my <it>. husband <laughs> will it. be upset. Miles and smiles.
15: I'm not it's allowed fine. to make out.
2: No, I never get to read Jinx right now. Whether you know it or not, yeah. There's a very there's a listener who could be very helpful to your career. Yeah. Screaming like, what the fuck? This was supposed to be Let's my go, time. Go read. Where was I? You oh, number
15: two, are my Stray Cat one.
2: Blues, you and one, Monkey Man. I don't know why he was so horrified by mine. First of all, I, I think mine is better. But second of all, beast of burden, I find almost fucking embarrassing.
3: I don't know what he's doing down there. Thank you. This is fucking batshit time.
2: Um, so...
15: Mm-hmm. Another text. Oh, Let's see. Oh, no.
2: The show hasn't missed a beat. I was just wondering. So there's oh, a nice compliment. Obi listens? We all listen to you. Oh, geez.
15: Hmm.
2: Obi and I sit down and discuss your... Yeah,
15: that's right. I still want to know what happened with Fez today, though. I want to know why he's so upset. And if it's relating to the blueberry thing... I It I is do,
2: relating to the blueberry I
15: thing. I do have to tell you that blueberries, for me, are forever changed. They don't... They don't mean what they used to mean. I haven't looked at one since. Really? I'm sorry. I've eaten many, but I do always think of you. Uh,
2: just go to number four, and just this is the thing that destroyed Ope said something today.
0: Jimmy's birthday. It's
2: my birthday. Anything.
0: Frosting.
11: Yeah, something about ice cream cake. Ice cream cake. Fattening food. I sure hope right. gifts.
13: I sure hope uh, Fezzy could handle the fact that someone else is getting attention today. <laughs>
6: Are
3: you out
0: of
13: your Whoa. fucking mind? Have you just
3: about lost your fucking mind? Whoa! See, that was just insulting to Fezzi. Wow.
1: That was a shot. <laughs>
0: oh, boy. How's he supposed to take the stick? when when people like that are throwing rocks like Woo. that. <laughs> Sorry.
2: Um. Here's what. Oh, by the way, you heard two more texts went off. Mm-hmm. Uh, who was the. Crazy Jewish comedian you had on July 6th.
15: Marion Grodin.
2: And said, and that's the one that you wanted to do my show. I, and I you thought, thought you'd like her. Yeah. And he said, you two worked well together. Thank you. Um, do you think that would be. See, Opie is like me the, in the way that he likes the idea of putting together a new show. Yeah. It's like fun. You are in the midst of putting together I a am. new show, but you act like it's not fun.
15: Well, uh, there's not a lot. I don't have a tremendous amount of support. In getting it done. And, you don't need and support find.
2: in this business. Really?
15: You need just the opposite support. I need the opposite support, so, so no support? What support would you want from these fuckers? And well, by I'd fuckers, I like mean anyone
2: wearing a tie to work. <laughs> Seriously.
15: I, I'd like more ideas. I actually really liked Mary and oh, no. I thought she was terrific. I, my only what idea concern, would you like to yeah. get from
2: a fucking suit?
15: I'm not sure. Just a kind word or two. No. Right? Never look for Never it. Never going to happen. Never want it never desire it yeah you want
2: the kind of uh b- well you want bad parents when you have a show just like bad parents they would drink too much and leave you alone that's the kind of parents that, that are best okay and that's what you want in a boss a boss who just leaves you alone that's the only well, I thing do they have can that, possibly right, i do get. have
15: that today so so yeah there's room for me to do what i want to do and try things out that's what you want but if they had any to ideas... Get the people to come. It's hard to find people who want to come and try and be on the show. That's the other issue that who do, I have. Who do
2: you, what do you say? You're looking for a new partner?
15: I don't know that I'm looking for a new partner. I, I think if a new partner happened because it was organic and it was right and it made sense, terrific. That would be awesome. But I had a tremendous chemistry with Alexis. And, I, yes. and I'm not... I don't think that's easy to duplicate. So whatever it is has to be something else. It's, I'm not looking for someone who's snarky the way she was. Because that's, it has to be a different yin and yang. Mm.
2: So you're in no hurry to find a new partner?
15: No, I'm in a hurry to keep the, the show moving and have different voices in the room and interesting guests. Let me tell you this. And fun. I never saw Opie text me
2: this many times. By the way, you want to bet on the Opie text? No, because I didn't hear my? the
15: sound just now.
2: Uh, do you want to bet that he said the nice things about uh, Groden's daughter, though?
15: No, I believe you.
2: Shit, I want to make more money for you.
15: I gave you ten bucks. Don't bet. Gave you ten dollars. Where's that coming from, Nico?
2: What you fuck? know what? I'm protecting Guess my what? friend. Say Thanks goodbye Nico. to the Phil Rosenthal and mass. Be- oh, I had no. you in. Beat it.
15: Now you're out. And this uh, is his fucking hero.
2: What did you just say? What the fart? Watch that language right. in here. I don't Sorry. need that. Fucking XL. That's some mm-hmm.
15: scary language. He does. He'll come out of quick. At least he didn't call it a butt burp.
2: <laughs> That's
15: disgusting. I know.
2: Uh, what's the story? Charles Grodin is the the father of this comedian, right? Yes. And she is hysterical and worked well with you. Yes. Why haven't you invited her back yet?
15: I will have her come back. I was I was concerned that I didn't want. I, I was concerned she was a little maybe too strong.
2: Okay. And so I you. and
15: I don't know how to write. And I don't know how to balance that or how to ask for what I need. Mm. In that way, I have a hard time being unfriendly ever
2: that makes it that makes you uh uh, easy to rape i like to say i
15: know i'm I'm very lucky it hasn't happened yet
2: yet (laughs) then you put up you know rape me videos online i don't have a rape me video by the way
15: i have watched the treadmill videos back they're so not even kind of dirty it's like a little cleavage and nothing else i'm not even bouncing there's no issue there they're not they're just not dirty
3: It's the internet. It is the internet. So
15: everything on the internet is dirty? I think so. Yeah.
3: Hmm. Without a doubt.
15: You say that Um, with such conviction. That's right.
2: (laughs) So that's what hurt your feelings? It doesn't seem like he said that much, Fez. I understand why
15: Fez feels that way, by the way. Well, because... He feels like that's an overall judgment about Fez, that it's not about today, that it's, it's, it's referring to Fez as someone who needs constant attention, and that if there's a day where he's not given it, he's going to fall apart and be upset. And I don't view you that way, Fez. I
2: don't think I'm that way. I don't think you are either. You need constant fucking attention from me. He needs constant. love, Ron. Yeah, I don't know other people who do it, though, in this job.
15: What You need love in life. Maybe this job is his life. I don't come here to be loved by fucking Pepper. But Pepper loves you, so you're not looking for it. Love you, he boss. shows you how much he and loves you. And you don't think that Pepper loves Fez? I didn't say Pepper didn't love Fez, love but I Fez. think the love that Fez is looking for is maybe from you.
2: I love how this gets back to being my fucking fault again. Every fucking... I swear to God, Fez took three hours off today. I get a fucking thing from people. You're cock-blocking, Fez. How could I possibly well, were cock you? Block no! No! I'll, I'll, go, I'll leave fucking no. right, right
14: now. I don't understand where this comes from. I'm a nutcase. Ron does everything in the world to help me. It really hurts my feelings if, if people want to talk about my attention, and it hurts my feelings when people do that to my friend Here's because the other it's thing.
15: not the case. First of all, I'm Ron's biggest fan, so you don't have to tell me that. I know that he loves you, but I'm just I I feel badly that you feel so sad and so hurt. I'll hold on, a new comments. text came in. All well, right.
2: Uh, I will apologize with a blueberry muffin offering tomorrow.
15: Well, that's that seems promising. Very nice. yeah. that doesn't it's, sound
14: like an apology. Standalone
15: fruit. Well, would it be Would it be blueberry crumb or just plain blueberry?
2: I don't know what a blueberry. Well, crumb is. in
15: a way, a blueberry crumb muffin is making the blueberry stand less. Hold on, there's
2: a text coming in. All right. Sounds like a lot of calories. The though. crumb,
15: yeah, it's butter and sugar and flour, and it crumbles like a crumb
2: opie's giving you advice now he says management will ruin your desire you don't even want them around jen all right it is true thanks opie. there's never been a fucking job where you go that guy down the hall really gets radio i mean that
15: not they texting to you from in there and pretending to be opie but i've never met him I. He works in radio, and
2: unlike you, he pays attention to what happens in radio. Yeah. He cares about radio. Excuse
15: me. Did you hear that insult just then, Fez? What? That when Ron just said, and unlike you, he cares about what happens in radio. Now, I'm not going to cry from that. So what I'm going to say to you is that when somebody says something that hurts your feelings, you could just let it just wash right off you. You could just dust it off.
2: Take that dirt off your shoulder.
15: That's what I've been doing on my website when people are mean. I've been just trying to dust it right off.
2: Alright, we're getting back to the conversation? Yes. Or you need to t- teach about some more. I
15: do.
2: Alright, you fucking bitch. Listen. Yes. This is the important goddamn Excuse thing. Excuse me. Did and you see how I handled when he
15: said you fucking bitch? I just I just let it wash over me. Alright, whore eyes. Yes. Listen. Whore eyes? No. But <laughs> stop. <laughs> I want to know what whore eyes are. You know how I like, know what the, a whore mouth is, but what's a whore eye?
2: Well, like, you know, the me. Like she's giving me, me the, the whore eye.
15: Yeah, yeah, she's like, give me the whore eye. Like or, the come hither eye. No, like the look at her.
2: Eye. She's got the whore eye. Or did you look at him with whore eyes? Oh. How did you never hear that? I never this? heard that. Is this a baby or whore eyes? Um but anyway, he's completely right. If those people down the hall could do radio, they would be doing it. Mm. They hate people oh. who work at this. Oh. They naturally hate you for your talent. Now, how are your callers reacting? Are they
15: being nice? Yes. I, I have to say I've had really uh, good feedback so far from everybody. They've been su- supportive, which I appreciate. I think it's time to do a What's
2: Up with Alexis show and bring her in every once in a while. Like, what have you I been doing that. since you left?
15: Yeah. She's always welcome. Always.
2: You don't want to make that call, though?
15: I don't think she wants me to make that call, so.
2: You want me to have Opie make
15: it? No, it's okay. I'm good.
2: So you uh, were explaining the Fez.
15: Yes. Why? How to not let things really get to him. Mm. But you it think his takes- biggest problem is me. I don't I'm really. Start, I'm, a, I'm honest. I to listen, I don't that. really think that's the case. I think you're quite good to him, and I think he knows that. I think that I'm not sure why he's getting this reputation or has gotten this reputation as someone who requires tons of attention. He doesn't strike me that way. Yes, <laughs> he does he? Doesn't. I think he's very giving to others. Uh, I do, and so that's what you but need. Today to focus should be on. Jimmy Norton Day you, because it's his birthday. Yeah. How old is he?
2: I'm not going to go around asking Come personal on. questions. Why, like why that. is
15: it so personal?
2: Why do you need to cross boundaries? Why can't you say? To yourself, what is wrong
15: with being 43 years old?
2: How old do you know that he is?
15: I know he's 43. So why would you ask? Because yeah. I just I just figured it out.
14: I don't know what these mind games are you're <laughs> trying to play in here.
2: What do you mean, like in a John Lennon way? Let's mi- hmm? maybe. What do you mean, maybe?
14: I I don't know. Uh, Tell me. I don't know what John Lennon's mind games were.
2: Was that? Does that make you crazy when he takes that long pause?
15: <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah. What's that hat? Is that a is that a Canadian hat?
2: Show her why you're wearing the hat. It's a Buccaneer hat. It's just so that I'm
14: not tearing my scalp up.
15: Oh, you've been tearing your scalp. Again. Go show. Oh, no. Go take it over
2: and show. it. A, it and it. I said that I wanted him to wear oven mitts so he doesn't scratch himself. But he's wearing the hat and stuff. <gasps> oh, God, Pez! Yeah. Listen, you got to deal with that. What's wrong?
15: He's got a giant open, like a bad, bad sore. Yeah. You might need an antibiotic for that, other than a topical one. You might need a, an oral antibiotic.
2: Like someone below him?
15: How did I know you were going to go there? I wasn't going there. I um, meant like Cipro.
2: Do you do the same... Should we do the same thing as, like, if a jellyfish stung him and just piss on it? I don't think
15: that'll help. No, that does definitely So urine is sterile.
2: Oh, you tell that to the Friends episode. They pissed on each other. They did. Yeah. Let's let's start pissing.
10: Sounds like a party.
15: You gotta get that looked at. Have you had a medical... Oh, we've got a nurse! Have you looked at his (laughs) head, Nico? Look, he gets freaked out by anything bad. Nico will wipe someone's ass. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Are you freaked out to look at his scalp? But he won't a look bit. at Fez's scalp. <laughs> just Fez's uh, will I have it. a best friend I who's why, a nurse. Uh, I
2: hope you stop texting.
15: I have a best friend uh, who's a nurse who will look at anything.
2: Wow, that's
10: it. Looks like an animal was chewing up there. You should definitely throw some alcohol. Just, it I, looks like it was like just opened, again.
15: Mm. Is that how he talks to patients? Ron? Yeah.
10: Ew throw he something the on way. there I
15: mean this is it's here gross. pretend let's, let's role play Ron show me let <laughs> me see what. I look at my elbow oh that is so gross oh my god should I worry you better throw alcohol on it ick
2: you know a little bit of your voice though, it reminds me of Wizard of Oz sometimes when you talk Jen who the scarecrow no the little girl I don't know what her name is because I haven't seen a lot of Wizard of Oz I'm going to guess her name was Dottie <laughs> was that it? It's no, it was Dorothy That's close.
15: <sighs> It's a good musical The Wizard of Oz I also like The Wiz Come on, it's on down, it's on down the road James Taylor?
2: <laughs> no What are you doing on your show today?
15: Oh, goodness gracious Well, uh, Patrick from from Cocktails with Patrick is coming on my show He's from the Cosmo Channel mm-hmm. And Robert Verdi's going to be on my show Hold on. Tweet. Oh, boy Oh goodness. It's a text, not a tweet.
2: She's not the bitch. Alexis was the bitch.
15: Oh goodness gracious. Stop it.
2: Bitch. Stop it. it again. Stop
15: it. Stop that. I'm not looking for that sort of duty stirring.
2: That's his opie's opinion. Doesn't mean that it's yours.
15: No, it's not. I never
2: found her to be that way. She was always She's incredibly great. kind to me.
15: She's a great girl, smart girl, beautiful girl and although only
2: good one things. time I was walking down the street and saw her with a Okay, friend and they were eating in front of a chain restaurant and i teased her about it and she really got her feelings hurt <laughs> and i go oh you like going to chain restaurants mm. and she was like yelling out like look i see nothing wrong hey, with hey did this you establishment. hear what
15: gwyneth paltrow said that she would rather take something like either do crack than eat cheese from a can did you yeah. hear about that i agree with her you would never have cheese out of a can cheese was? Yeah. Fuck no. I loved spray cheese so much—not cheese whiz, which is in a jar—but spray cheese was so delicious when I was a kid at summer camp. We would get it and we'd spray it on. Course. I call that cheese whiz. It's not. No, it's spray but cheese. I find it
2: to be the most disgusting stuff in the world. I've hey, crack, on in the other years. hand, really can help you focus. I never had it. <laughs> Minutes at a time, so much fun. Mm. Such energy. The energy. Yeah. Yeah. God, there's a euphoric feeling that you just want to get back again.
15: I've never tried cocaine either. Oh, you would love it. Would I? Yeah. Hmm. Never tried that. I did try mushrooms once. Did you trip? I did for many, many hours. And then I was so spent the next day that I was depressed and I never did it again.
2: See, a lot of people get actually sick to their stomach from it because it is... Let's face it, it's a
15: little poison It's poison. I didn't... (laughs) It's poison mushroom. i got to tell you that my my (laughs) friends who I was with, they said to me that to counteract it, all I would have to do was drink some milk, and I believed them. And so because of that, I didn't get crazy in my trip, because I knew I'd be okay. All I needed was some milk. (laughs) (laughs) You had a constant.
2: Who uh, Who you were fucking tripping with, nursery school teachers? people in college,
15: yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: It was weird. I don't know what happened with Opie, but it all stopped there. It was fun for a while, though. So, Fez, you are going to get a blueberry muffin from him tomorrow.
15: It should be blueberry crumb, though, if it's going to be anything. That's the best? Yes. Delicious. I could actually make you a great blueberry cobbler if you want. And if you don't want the blueberry by itself, I could add some raspberries in it.
2: You know that you're taunting him.
15: What? Well, like you act like Did I'm Did I do dick, that? But you're going I just meant that it was flavorful well, to have the raspberries. But blueberry like the worst
2: fucking memory for him. do
14: You're I don't just know saying why. it with such joy. You're, you got a bigger and bigger smile the more you said the word blueberry. Because
15: I really enjoy cobblers that have many berries in them.
2: Um... Sandra Bernhardt is my next unmasked She is
15: sensational Why
2: don't you finally come to an unmasked
15: I think I might come to that one It's 4 to 5
2: No, it's going to be early in the morning as a matter of fact Oh, how early? Uh, Early, like 10 o'clock in the morning
15: That's going to get in the way of my treadmill time
2: Here's what I'm going to do for you Tell me You're going to put a treadmill in While I'm interviewing her <laughs> Yeah have you ever met Sandra Bernhardt?
15: I think I met her maybe years ago once. Now, I said
2: this before. The movie Unzipped, she did the song Mighty Real, but sung slow. Phenomenal. She also did Fever first, and then it got covered, I think, by Madonna, and that started She's
15: unbelievably talented. She's just fantastic.
2: She'd be a great co-host for you.
15: I've been trying to get her on at different times, and I've talked to her manager. She is going to come on our show. My show. Someone's show. That show that I do. You're still it, oh,
2: it's it's so just sad. so pathetic. It is, sad.
15: it is sad. I'm such a loser. but But a day at a time, maybe I won't be. There's always hope. See, that's no. the thing, Fez. When I get down on myself, I just think that tomorrow or next hour, I could start to feel better. <laughs> Oh, you're an
14: up
2: gal. Thanks. The line out of Annie. <laughs> well, it is a hard knock life. She's already talked more than, than you have today, Fez, and so has Nico. And really, so has Opie's text has gone off more. We've only got a couple minutes left in the show. Mm-hmm. By the way, we're taking a little break here what do you mean we're taking the rest of the week off
15: how come because of the heat
2: no because some of the stuff that you said about the blueberry thing has got fez upset so so. does that
15: mean there's going to be a muffin here tomorrow for me
2: (laughs) do you not care about his feelings at all
10: (laughs) i do but if he's not
15: going to be here and someone's bringing a blueberry crumb muffin to work what's going to happen to that blueberry crumb muffin
10: somebody's going to house it Who, who do you have on
2: your show today Who's doing
15: it? Uh, Patrick from Cosmo cocktails uh-huh. with Patrick. He's great, now, lovely guy. And you know who recommended him to me? Who's that? My friend Pete Dominic.
2: No, the funny thing is, when I first got here, you acted like Cosmo was the worst, and everyone I didn't from act Cosmo, like one of you, your show did.
15: Oh, because they because two girls talked trash about us mm-hmm. for no reason. We hadn't met them, and they just went on the air and started trashing us. It and was then, weird.
2: Then I said to you guys when I did your show, I go. Oh, yeah. I understand everybody at Cosmo calls you, too. The cunts. Really? I made that up. Oh. I just made that up to <laughs> wow. get you... Going? To, yeah, like, like. Oh, what else do you have, Ron? That's all you really had. It's my own imagination. Um, See, Bernhard, he was trying to
15: hurt my feelings just then, and I'm okay, Fez.
2: Hold on, this is just Dan from Opie Oh boy Um, Not going to be pretty Sorry, blueberry cobbler for everyone You know, uh, (laughs) don't laugh Because it feels bad Uh, And then Opie was very, very cruel To the little lesbian girls yesterday That were following around Gaga (laughs) That was on his Twitter site It was very funny was packed here yesterday. From the uh, I know I didn't. I didn't
15: come because I knew it was going to be crazy. and It was too early in the morning for me to get here.
2: Well, when you can't come like that, just think of old boyfriends. All right, here's what we're going oh, to brother. do.
10: Uh, you know that
15: was a sex joke, Nico.
2: I I heard I heard about sex.
15: Have you? I heard rumors. It's fun.
2: Yeah? Mm-hmm. Fez, pl- plug the Unmasked. I want you to have a little time on the air today.
14: It is Unmasked with special guest Sandra Bernhardt, and that is coming up Monday, August 1st, 10 a.m. Be following at Unmasked Show on Twitter.com to request your tickets. Sandra Bernhardt in person for Unmasked August 1st. Go to
2: Unmass Show on Twitter. I do admit that is very early, though. Very, very early.
15: But I might show up for it. I really like her. I adore her. Yeah, it's great.
2: I saw her perform last summer over in the park. She was hysterical. She lives in her own world. Mm-hmm. It's the world of Ben <laughs> Let's go out with her singing Mighty Real. I don't know how long that song even is, though. Now, we better go off with Satellite because people... It's four? It's a little over four minutes. Or, well, maybe it's too long he's getting upset he's looking at you and he's getting upset it works he wants you he wants you do you you understand him at all
14: Uh, yeah now it's I just got told start it now
2: but why why wouldn't you react to your producers I wasn't getting told anything but weren't you looking at him like I was I go he's he's going like this I have
14: headphones he could say it right in my ear he doesn't have to look I'm looking at
2: him now he doesn't have
14: to wave around behind me
2: But this is what we do. We all have eye contact. All All right. Let's take a listen. Listen to this. This is the beginning of this.
12: This cool. cool. That's right and don't
0: Thank you for listening to today's Ron and Fez show. For your convenience, this program will re-air tonight starting at 1 a.m. Eastern, 10 p.m. Pacific. The Opie and Anthony Show is next on The Virus.